Hello, Redditors. Hello, Challenge fans. Welcome to the Challenge Redditors React podcast. I'm Levi Hall. I'm your host. And I can never do this on my own, can I, George? I've got to have you, my ally, my best bud, the hot one of the podcast. How are you doing, George? How's your week been? Uh, I think you should be more offended by being uh, not the hot one of the podcast based on how shit I look today. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm liking the hair down. I like your hair down. Uh, it just does what it wants. Um, it's much like Emmy on a challenge. Uh, just ha- does whatever she likes. My, I, I'm going to rename my hair Emmy. I think that's what she'd want. You're going to dye it blue as well. I am doing a twelve pub crawl. Uh, a twelve pub. No, sorry, a twenty-six pub crawl uh, in about a month. And I'm very tempted to go as a Smurf. So I might just dye my hair blue instead, actually. George doing a 26 pub crawl. That oh. is classic, George. Honestly, mate, when, when we can next do as a podcast away trip, if anyone in the UK would like to join us, you're more than welcome. Uh, every Saturday in Leeds, people do this 26 pub crawl in fancy dress, regardless oh. of the day of the year. It's outstanding. I went as a cow last time and we blocked traffic by crawling very slowly across the road and then when people shouted at us we said sorry we're just moving on which was only funny because we were hammered it was a very shit yeah. chat do you know the funny thing is this is how in sync we are i genuinely was about to go i bet people wanted you to move out the way <laughs> uh, it was it was utterly fascinating oh we are literally the same person uh, so george <laughs> we have a wonderful podcaster this week although i must say it's going to be cut short with no reason and left with a cliffhanger um, <laughs> Um, so no, we, we are joined this week by uh, guest panellist Ryan, he goes by Vadumph over on uh, the Reddit, he is actually a close personal friend of mine of nearly 20 years, uh, possibly more actually, um, and uh, he was the one who I got into the challenge while he was staying with me, so I think that's going to be a really fun conversation to have, but we must start the way we always do, with the banter segment. Now, that is what I would normally say, George. But actually, something more important has happened this week. Oh, what? There's some good banter. We'll get to the banter. But first, a very serious thing has happened this week. Something that we must shower with praise, shower with love, shower with congratulations, because Kyle Christie is a daddy. He's going to be such a good dad. Also, the the photo they used the laundry looks incredibly sweet. Um, yeah, good, good for Kyle. I'm very, very happy for him. That kid's going to be exceptionally good looking when it grows up. He's got two well, stunning parents. Well, Kyle's had a lot of surgery. Let's remember that. Yeah, so there's father son discounts on surgery. You don't know about <laughs> this. <laughs> well, um, the baby is called Crew Jack Christie. I don't know if they're going to call it CJ, but if they are, you've got CJ Christie and CJ Tamburino. Um, he was mm. born... 1557 on the 13th of September, which is Wednesday. I think that's Monday. Uh, weighed eight pounds, six ounces. And uh, yeah, lovely picture of Carl kissing the baby's head. So big congratulations to Carl and big congratulations to his girlfriend, Vicky. Really, really lovely news. Um, and, you know, we, we don't like being too serious, although we do for Kyle. Time for the banter segment. <laughs> um... Yes, Kyle, if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not, but I wish you were because you're literally my favourite person on the challenge. Um, 
congratulations. And I can't wait for the fa the father son challenge series <laughs> in about twenty years is going to be brilliant. <laughs> so actually, really, really good competitors on there. <laughs> Kyle will have had so much work done that he'd look younger than Crew. <laughs> we need to also bring on Kyle's brother. Apparently, very good lad. Anyway, sorry. A very good hairdresser, according to Instagram as well. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, been stalking. No, uh, Kyle right. like reposts some of his haircuts that he does. Very good hairdresser. Uh, I see nice. him up in Newcastle. So yeah, if you're in Newcastle, go see Cal Christie for a haircut. Oh, we should do that after our trip to Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. <laughs> That's not going to translate well to our American audience. Uh, so a li little bit of banter. My um, my mum has joined a new company, and for her for her email address, she has to have a middle name. My mum was never given a middle name. My mum has never watched a challenge. Guess what name she chose? Big T. That'd be great. It does begin with T. Think of wonderful Tula. Devin Simone. No, think of wonderful Devin Simone. Devin. Tevin. Tamara! No. <laughs> My mum out of nowhere picked Tamara. She said that. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So yes, that was that was very funny. I um I got a bit bored on a work call, read that message, and just started like snorting with laughter, which obviously ruined all my gravitas. Oh my God, I'm gonna I'm gonna rename your mum tomorrow this 28. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and then the other bit of banter I've got for you is uh tomorrow I am running a half marathon while getting electrocuted. What 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 the fuck goes on in your life? I, I get bored really easily. No, I'm doing um I'm doing tough mother. Um, oh yeah yeah time. i want to do that it's really fun um but the one i did two years ago only had 15 obstacles this one's got 25 one of the ones they've added i'm getting sodding tear gassed you're mental yeah but it's gonna give me great content for my application to be on my challenge just me crying oh send me <laughs> pictures i'll stick it on the uh on the instagram i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna see if i can get my um my GoPro working for that. So we'll do a, a little bit of banana cam footage. Oh, and I'll well, eat banana. <laughs> well, maybe this week, instead of a Levi challenge, this week is the George challenge. George completes Tough Mudder. Oh, that's fine. I'm doing it with my mate who's just had knee reconstruction surgery. So I'm going to be eating. I'm way faster than him at the best of times. <laughs> he is way stronger than me, though. He's built like Hunter. Got more hair. He's got glorious hair. Anyway, sorry, that was a bit weird. Well, um, your hair is glorious this week, George. Oh, thank you, Levi. Uh, anything from you for Bunter? I met your parents the other day. That was fun. Yep, sent George a little video of the parents because guess who completed the Levi challenge for the first time in three weeks? Was it Levi? It was this guy. Yeah, you're bat now batting back over 500. Good work. Yep, 3-2 Levi. George is trailing behind, but... You can this week get a point if you complete that Tough Mudder on the George Challenge, which I just threw in because I don't want to do another challenge this week. Uh, <laughs> in all fairness, see, you've, you've been that last challenge. But if anyone doesn't remember, you had to not eat and not drink for 25 hours. I don't know how you did that. It's, do you know what? It's not that bad. It's the drinking that's the issue. The eating's not yeah. really a big deal. But the last three, four hours, I was seeing spots the whole time. Um, but... For the first time, I exercised before the fast started. So normally I won't exercise within 24 hours of the fast starting. But I thought, I'll do a spin class with an hour to go. So I did a spin class, and then I was like, oh, no, I've literally just sweated out most of the water in my body. So then I drank three and a half litres of water and had <laughs> dinner before 7.01, which is when it started. 
and literally it was like seven o'clock and 58 seconds and i was like stop um and then yeah got through that um finished uh finished at eight o'clock last night it's actually it's weird it's 24 hours and 59 minutes for some reason um but yeah then i overindulged in the food which was marvelous but um but yeah complete and then got a video of my parents um just for you just to uh just to prove that it was complete but yeah very pleased with myself but i'm looking forward to uh hopefully you get this gopro working because i'm looking forward to seeing some of the footage i'll edit it together and stick it on the instagram if if possible uh yes please do that what i no i can't i'll ask i'll ask ed if i can share a photo of him from the last one for the next podcast the funniest photo of all time um it's so, from uh, the challenge fresh eyes who we met yeah spirit who is now um it was now listened to all of our spies lies and allies episodes he really liked brian and he loved jake he's been, been a big fan of every guest but he's a bit of a data nerd as well so I mean? oh, he had, he's he's met you he likes you oh, you had okay. to you he had to talk tell you you're a dick after you got me so drunk on the devon podcast and he had to look after me oh <laughs> uh, that was wonderful well i'm gonna be he and me are gonna be drinking buddies on your birthday so uh because i won't know nice. anyone else although i'll be like i'll be like going up to you oh my god you're irish all that and she'll be like how do you know i'll be like oh you know huey um <laughs> Should we invite Huey? <laughs> oh my god! But do you know the funniest thing though? It's like I'll be like, "Oh, I know you, I know you," and they'll be like, "How?" I'll be like, "Because George talks about you on the podcast," and then they'll go, yeah. "You're Levi." It'd be really awkward if he was like, I "Don't know who you are." George has never mentioned you. That'd mm. be quite funny. Yeah. Um, I know you. I know you. I know you. Should we do some squatting in heels? Yeah, yeah you love doing the squatting in heels. Uh, yeah, I remember all the friends, all uh, all of George's friends. So, all right, you'll just be a bit of a bit of an alien concept to them. Speaking of alien. Um, there he is. That plays my co-host. <laughs> um, do you have a little review for us? Well, this week, George, I have been listening to Emmy's brand new track, Alien by Emia Lupe. But what I thought was since the challenge was a one-hour promotion for her song, that yeah. um, I would give you my Emmy's EP's roundup a little bit later on in the podcast uh, when Emmy performs at Club Night. Sorry, missed but that one. Fucking good track, <laughs> and it's in English, so bloody love that shit. Yeah, good work, Emmy. Um, uh, do you know what also happened this week? Ooh, go on. We became officially hashtag TJ approved. Yeah, that is very, this is very, very exciting. I've been quite giddy about that for a while. Oh my God. It's, it just came out of nowhere. He, he replied to one of the videos we did, which was, which video was it? It wasn't the one of us talking about how hot Logan was, was it? That was like 90% of the last pod. So it probably was. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It was, no, it was the one about, um, the pig. He is a pig. Um, yeah, so he replied to that saying that we were funny and then just out of nowhere just posted our video, which has now had nearly 2,000 views. Nice. Which is amazing. So thank you, TJ. He then followed us. He slid into my DMs. That is very um, exciting. And, you know, we've got our fingers crossed. Let's not jinx it, but maybe we'll have a little chat. Dad, don't sometimes. say it. No, yeah. not going to jinx it. I said maybe, maybe. Who okay. knows? That is what our fingers are crossed for but today we will be chatting to a redditor but before we do george we just need to turn that car just park it there on redditor's corner by your (laughs) massive pole what's been going on on the reddit this week tell us about this poll who's hotter or joss joss and the poll agrees with me 
Uh, very close though. Joss was originally running away with it quite a lot. Um, but he won by 699 votes to 613 um, on this one. So, yeah, Logan's hot, but he's not as hot as Joss. He's not as hot as, and neither of them are as hot as Brian. So, you know how I put that on our Instagram? Yeah, because you did one too. Yeah, Logan won it. I can't remember the percentage. But after I put it up, Joss slid into my DMs <laughs> and said, uh, he did like the crying laughter face, to which I replied, it's the big challenge debate right now. And he said, haha, that's a picture of me after doing an all night, uh, all nighter and running up the rock of Gibraltar. That's his professionally taken cast photo. I'll leave it there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joss is funny. I, I really think like he's got some gold confessionals. I'm really, really annoyed that the challenge didn't keep bringing him back. Well, you know, maybe, maybe one day, I maybe so. one day we'll have the return of, uh, of instead of Joss and Rogan, it could be Joss and Logan and they just clean up in the house. Oh my God. Imagine those two on a night out together. Jesus Christ. Get a mop. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> always always throwing the tone with this sexual filth. That was quite filthy. Uh, Redditor's Corner. Um, I, I'm only going to stick with one today, uh, but it was very, very good. You know the meme of the um, spaceman looking at the Earth and um, there's one behind him with a gun? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't, but yeah. It's, it's on the screen, so I'll just pretend I know. There we go. Yep. Yeah. George so is holding we, it and it's over there whichever way it is uh so we've got the earth we've got the earth being josh and we've got one spaceman saying we are josh fans now and then the other one saying always have been and it basically the jokes to me is like people always pretend they know what's happening which i think i actually never know, know what this one's about but i found that enjoyable because i'm seeing a lot of uptick in um josh's popularity i would like to say i'm ahead of the curve i was happy about him from week one this um this season but yeah, yeah good on josh Actually, last no, season, were last you season, happy about season. him, or did we just both go, oh, "Well, let's try and be nice about Josh this season"? No, last last season, I admitted that he's annoying, but he adds loads to the show, and I I stand by that. That the show you wouldn't have got what's eight times nine without Josh. Devin did it. Devin would have found another stupid person. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Most can't divide yeah. by two. I actually think Devin was quite harsh, giving Josh really a, a real hard one last week, and then goes. Oh my God, they're all so dumb. <laughs> well, you know, as you say, we wouldn't have got a lot of content without Josh and we wouldn't be able to have the podcast without our third person. Um, so as I said, his name is Ryan. He goes by Fadump on uh, Reddit. He's <laughs> kind of brand new to the to the challenge. I got him into it in um, July, but he's now watched a lot of se seasons and he is fully up to date with this season. So without further ado, let's bring on Ryan. So, welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me, Levi. Hello, George. I will always have you, except that time you asked to stay, and I said no because I was told I was moving back to my flat, and then I wasn't. Sorry yes. about that. You just left me abandoned in London. Real friends, George. Real friends. <laughs> How are you doing? Podcast Ryan? friends are real friends. Nice yeah, to meet you, Ryan. One hundred percent. <laughs> you are my friend George you've got me through many a Thursday night oh I don't think I said anything mean there yeah good I to have think you we're on coming up I think we're coming up to our 50th podcast by the way in a couple of weeks and almost our one year anniversary what are you getting me 
herpes. <laughs> Ryan, how you been? <laughs> been really good, thanks. Um, so tell George how you got into the challenge, because it's a wonderful story. And I involves you. <laughs> yeah. Basically got into the challenge because of this podcast. If it's, I mean, essentially, because I found out Levi had a podcast, he told me what it was about. I'm like, I have no idea what that TV programme is. So then when I did visit him in London, the time he did let, let me stay, we, we just ended up watching hours of, of the challenge. Oh, just look at the challenge bring people together. As someone who had it described to them, from the first description, what the hell did you think it was? I didn't give you one. Yeah, I don't think he did. He basically, we were talking about Love Island, and because we were talking about Love Island, he was like, no, you're going to have to watch the challenge now. No, it wasn't just Love Island. What was the other one you told me you watched? Oh, uh, was, it made, was, was it made in Chelsea, wasn't it? No, oh. okay, that's new. Didn't know that one. <laughs> it was too hot to handle. Too hot to handle, of course it was, yeah. Because I was like, oh, boom, Kells. Yes. And then I showed you Global Actor... No, it wasn't Global Activation. I showed you um, what we call episode zero of Double Agents. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then you were hooked. So, so you smashed through Double Agents, You've, but then you bat-watched... Quite a, I imagine you watched quite a lot if you spent hours watching it, right? Yes, I've watched every one from 30 onwards. I think that's right. Yeah. Favourite mm. favorite season? I don't know. I mean, I guess, I think part of the problem is going through them that quickly is that it's almost difficult. Like a lot of them have kind of merged into one. So, I, I, I mean, I guess this one, because it, it's the first one that I get to watch live as it goes. Yeah. But the, the weirdest thing, though, is because Ryan works shifts and also works from home, he actually watches the episodes before I watch the episodes now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've got to avoid spoilers. So before, I was texting you about stuff that happened for you about four years ago, and now I'm texting you stuff that you don't know about. So. And I'm like, no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> uh, Levi was very good on that. He won't send me the running order until he's checked six times if I've watched it, which is much nicer for him. I think he very nearly said one once. I was halfway through the episode, and I stupidly expanded the message and saw who got deleted who still deleted eliminated that's a whole that's a whole that's a whole new game yeah (laughs) that's what happened to lauren yeah oh Oh, we can't okay sorry sorry lauren hugan lauren hugan no interestingly i was saying to ryan that um when kyle reposted our congratulations on being a daddy the next person on the uh, repost of his story was um, some girl, I think she was on Love Island USA called Lauren Coogan, but I don't think it's the same Lauren because she wasn't on the challenge, so I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Josh's um, partner from the start was, was Amber, right? Was a, pardon? Josh's partner from the beginning of this series was Amber. They just... Yeah, they just gave- it was really weird. Like, she was already there, and then they were like, oh, let's stick her in a Lamborghini and bring her back in. Yeah. <laughs> a lap. And then, because she's yeah. the champion. Yeah. The champ is here. And do you know yeah. who else is here? You are, Ryan. You are here to help us run down this week's episode of The Challenge. So it's back for another episode, albeit a short one that we weren't told about. Um, last week, Anissa got injured and was eliminated. Didums. Uh, Logan asked to go into elimination, as did uh, Pumped Up Garbo. And Logan won the elimination because he is hotter than Joss. Um, he chose George's friend Nanny as his partner, which left our genuine uh, friend of the pod, Huey and Emmy, as the only rookie rookie team left in the competition. Now, that is a lot to digest. 
So let's see what went down when they got back to the house. I hear you, like. Did you hear me? Hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah, I kept doing hell yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy for Logan. I love him. Logan's awesome. He's a dude who I can trust, so I'm glad he's back. Hey, my God. Uh, so Ed is very happy for his friend Logan. Now I have a question because I've noticed this in a few episodes. Is there a rule that the order that you come back into the house is like the order of if you've won elimination, you come back in first with your new partner. And when you come back from the missions, the people that win the mission come back. Just a nice little, little uh, quaint thing I've noticed. That's what we do on this podcast. We're all about the specifics. Yeah, they're basically treated like king and queen, aren't they? Even when they come back from the club night, it's always, they're always first through the door. I just feel like they can sit there and be like, king of the castle, king of the castle, I got the chair, king of the castle. It's one of my favourite things from Bora. Um, yeah, Ed and Logan, what do we think of that friendship? Led. Have we... <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> that, that's really silly. Um, have we seen these guys talk ever? I don't no, know but... No, there's a, I've got to say, there's a lot in this episode where <laughs> a lot of people seem to be friends and we've never seen them talk. It, it, does, uh, it does seem that everyone loves Logan, though, because I think somebody else gives him a hug afterwards. So I think that's because he's really fucking hot, Ryan. I think it might be because he's really fucking hot. But do you know who didn't get a lot of hugs for being really hot? It's Joss. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't even have... It, I don't it, have... It's because he's too good looking. You just, you just can't bring yourself to, like... You just admire from afar. Logan's too approachable. That's why he's less hot. We, well, can't, we can't spend we can't spend another ar- podcast arguing about who's hot there. <laughs> well, it's also according to Joss because Logan, with just seeing his professionally captured photos, whereas we only see Joss when he's done an all nighter and climbed up a mountain. Oh, mum, still looks great. Let's put this feed to bed, lads. Look, everyone loves Logan. That's that, that's the point, right? We love him. We love him. George doesn't. George also doesn't love Nanny, though, so that partnership is something that he's really against. I also love talking about that he was chanting, and he's like, did you hear me shouting, hell yeah? Like, no one <laughs> hell yeah before. And, and Logan was like, yes, thank you very much. I'm so hot. <laughs> he's just an excitable guy, isn't he? I love him. And Logan's it's, just it's, hot. It's, yeah. Ed is like the kind of bloke who's constantly had three or four espresso martinis, but that's mm. just his level. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I really like Ed. Uh, Do you think, you know, they have those little drinks, what are they called, five hour energy? Do you think Ed's got his own ones, like five year energy? <laughs> so he just drinks one and then he's like, Ed! I just think he has them constantly like on an IV drip, but it's five hour energy. Oh my God, that would be awful classic you imagine i just imagine him like in his sleep he's drifting off to bed and then he's just like whoa challenge so we know we we know Nan, uh logan's in a better position to be with nanny but do you know who that puts in the worst position does it put huey in the worst position george have you been yeah, practicing like- segways this week no <laughs> I, I just feel like i need to move the conversation on oh. <laughs> Like you move around the screen. Um, yes, Huey is talking with Big T about being the only rookie rookie pair with uh, Emmy. He kind of accepts that they're going in, but hopes there's a way out. But he says he basically needs to get away from Emmy and get a new partner. Kind of stating the obvious. I kind of feel like because of this whole 
we throw the rookie rookie in every time. It's made the game, and because the rookie rookies don't win, it's just made the game a bit boring. Yeah, I to play really, and watch. The problem is, I really wanted to see how a scenario played out when there was still rookie rookies in the game and a rookie rookie pairing won, and would they have taken the shot or would they have just gone with the crowd to cement their place in the game? There's a few who I think would have taken the shot, but unfortunately they were the ones who probably who got eliminated earliest and had the best chance of winning, right? But I could have seen Kells and Michaela. I could have seen, like, Michelle and... Ah, oh, crap, I forgot who she was with. Uh, Rena? No, no, Michelle. Um, not oh. Michaela. Well, Tommy I mean, she, she hung out with Tommy, but they weren't partners, were they? Yeah, whoever she was partnered with for a bit, they nearly won. They came second in one. Oh, uh, Coriel. When Michelle and Coriel were together, they very nearly won, I think. Um, and that would have been interesting to see because I think they might have tried to break up the game a little bit. But we're never getting an answer to that question now, are we? No, no. I think it's just it's going to just keep going till all the rookie rookies are gone. So lazy. But then even then, they'll just vote in a team and then just put rookie rookies in as... It, yeah. I don't know, it's... It's that, kind of yeah. Because not, the, the, not, the voting two separate people could, will will inevitably not be a good twist because you just even when they aren't rookie rookie teams anymore, you just end up with two rookies down there. Um, it's 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 good in theory, but in practice, it doesn't necessarily work. It's like it, the, the way first that time does, they did the gold skull, it was good in theory, but it didn't work. Yeah. Yes. The interesting one there though is what happens when it's all vets. That's gonna make. That's when it will be that because usually the challenge trajectory is I love the start there's a bit of a slump in the middle and then the end ticks up a bit as well mm. this is going to be different I, I've actually really liked the start up until now spoiler alert before I think of the episode um but <laughs> classic George <laughs> jumping ahead ticket off the bingo card um but when we get to like the middle bit when there's not that many rookies left all the rookies left are really strong then you're going to end up with a um there's those deliberations are going to absolutely catch fire because people are going to start like bringing shit up that people have done from ages ago to get them go, um, voted in. And I think that, that's where I hope that twist pays back. Because if there's anything we know about a challenger, they can't get over stuff from seven years ago. Um, but, you know, we, we talk about the rookies and you kind of need to be a strong rookie to get through this game the way that it's playing. Um, but you also need some vets on your side. And I think we saw the beginning of this last week, which was the CT and Emmy kind of uncle-niece relationship. Um, and he's giving her a pep talk in the bedroom and does this confessional saying that he really likes her. She could be a really good challenger. She loves uncle CT. Um, mm -hmm. And Emmanuel's saying that she's a tough cookie. If we're putting our Jake challenge edgic hat on, do you think the way Emmy's been edited throughout this season so far is saying that maybe she might be getting quite far into the game and that she's someone they're going to want to bring back. Yeah, I think that's a really fair point. Um, also, CT talks about her controlling her emotions. Um, and obviously, anyone who knows, if anyone's going to know about trying to control your emotions, it's CT. He's had that curve, that kind of like um, personality curve over so many seasons, but she seems to be doing it much quicker, or at least that's what they're kind of hoping is going to happen. And obviously, later on in this episode, we also see more of that. Um, and so, so yeah, so I, I think that's a really, really fair point, actually. She's been really up really well. And CT's topless in this scene, George. So, are you ready to apologize for the stuff you said last week about him? I text you about that, to be fair. CT is hot. Um, there, take back go. the lack of 
but yeah, CT is gorgeous. Also, mainly for the legs alone. But on what you just asked about Emmy, is I literally every episode I change my opinion on her. It's really hard to nail down how I think. I but really like her. Th- this one's nice because one to put the Jake hat on. Second person visibility from CT must be worth a lot because CT is such a fan favorite. Two, she's the youngest by quite a way, and she is just excitable and over emotional about a lot of things and that excitable anger is something i really like because it's what fans would be like if they were on the show so that's mm. where i'm starting to like warm to her a bit as well um and she's in a she's in a lot of this episode mostly very very positive like appearance stuff mm, i think she's been one of the rookies i think what's been hard with the rookies this year has been the language barrier mm. um and I think we saw that on War of the Worlds 1 as well with like Alan from Telenuvas and JP and even Turbo to an extent. He struggled a lot with the language and the banter oh, and things like that. Um, and I think that was really detrimental to him in War of the Worlds 2. And I think she and Emmanuel um, and Esther have probably, and as well, you know, the Brits because same language, but they've been the ones that have struggled less with the English and have been able to communicate a lot better. Sorry, I'm just giggling because I'm remembering all of Turbo's best one-liners from Raw the World to One. It's like, um, I'm human. I'm human too. No, you're not. You're a chicken. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, what is that smell? Fear. He was it's... great on War of the World to One. <laughs> War of the World to scary. No way. Yeah, three very large men trying to hold you back and actually struggling. That was quite terrifying. Um, sorry, what was the question? I actually was generally thinking about Turbo. <laughs> it wasn't really a question. It was just more about how I think she, Emmy's doing really well because she's one of the ones that is controlling the language barrier a bit better. Yeah, also, who's the most, like, three-dimensionally developed rookie at the moment? You'd They're probably... all three-dimensional. Oh, piss off. Um, who's had like who's not who's not a one-note character at the moment? Emmy's definitely got more of it because she's shown her relationship with a few challenges. She's got the, the emotional bit is probably her biggest thing, but there's also her, her, her wonderful singing, um, mm. making friends with people, right. the adoption thing with um CT. You probably know feel you know Emmy the most out of the rookies so far, right? Right. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think that's fair. I think, obviously, there's a good shout for Emmanuel and Logan because they've just done and um, the, the, you know, some of the, the, the hookups and, and I guess, like, Logan going in last week and wanting to go in, he's seen his personality and what he, and, and how he feels and, obviously, how he thinks about the, the, the game because Josh tried to tell him that wasn't the right option, but everybody else said it was the right option. Even Josh last week on uh, Aftermath, Admitted that you got it wrong and it was the right oh, with and such. With with the wonderful Devon Simone. With the wonderful Devon Simone, sorry, yeah. Um, so obviously there's an acceptance that kind of that Logan gets the game. So he's got some of that. But I think Emmy's certainly right up there because, like you say, she's shown so many facets of the game already and of her personality. And I think someone else who's quite a three-dimensional character is Ashley. We've seen so many sides of her. She does some yoga. Anyway. Josh then has his first ever conversation with Esther, it seems, um, which is, you know, it's really good that they threw that one in there, given what happens later, um, because they haven't spoken all season. Um, And of course, Josh talks about his two favourite topics, Fessy and himself. Um, Talks to Esther basically saying how Fessy does everything for Fessy. It's not about the team. This is not a team game. It's a partner's game. 
Um, he says it wasn't strategic. It was personal to go for Amber B. It's pissing me off that they keep calling her Amber B. Her name is Amber. <laughs> yeah, Amber M is gone. She defeated the other Amber. It's like Highlander. There's only yeah. one. Get your, name, yeah. get your name back. Um, and Esther reminds him, I quite like this. Esther's like, it's a game. Like, you know, don't take it so seriously. And then Josh loves her vibes and Esther doesn't like that Josh and Fessy are on bad terms. When did these two... What? Like, what? So apparently she gave him a blumpkin in the bathroom, allegedly. Um, allegedly, thank you. Allegedly, yeah, so. allegedly, according to Amanda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Blumpkin's a funny word, but a horrible <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, but he, he's really like, I do find it a bit weird because as much as we're not Fessy's biggest fans, Josh has taken this really personally. It wasn't even a shot at him. So my favourite part of this conversation is where basically Esther says they just need to talk. And it just reminds me of rom-coms. There's like a trope where if in a, if a rom-com, if the whole basically like falling out of the two partners can just be solved by them actually just having a fucking conversation, then it, it's really quite a stupid film because, mm. and, that, and that happens so often in rom-coms. And this is basically what's happened with Josh and Fetty here. They haven't had a conversation. They just haven't spoken since Fetty decided to throw um, Amber in. So they're never actually going to do anything. They're never going to solve it because they just refuse to have a conversation. So it's just going to get worse and worse. And I mean, you know, we know it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but if, they just, if instead of him talking to Esther and uh, Fetty talked to Amanda, if they just had that conversation together, it'd be a lot easier. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned Fessy talking to Amanda because they are having that conversation, Ryan. You're all doing the segues. Because um, she's basically saying to Fessy, what you're saying to Fessy, Ryan, you are basically the devil. Um, and she basically says to Fessy, just talk to Josh, apologise for hurting his feelings. Um, you know, Josh feels like you don't listen to him. So th this, like you're saying, they're, they're going around the house having all these conversations with everyone else. Just have a conversation with each other. It's like when you're kids and you're like, oh, I really like that girl. And she's going around telling everyone, oh, I really like that, that guy. But you never tell each other. Yeah, yeah. Kids, because Amanda two weeks ago said she didn't want to be Kyle's mom. And this conversation is her basically her being Fetty's mom. Gross. <laughs> she she drove according to her Instagram story, she drove Fessy to Botox this week. Very mom. In the station wagon. <laughs> you look like really I'm on, I, George. Yeah, I'm just, I'm on Josh's side here. The only way I wouldn't be there is apparently, do we know if Josh knew about this decision before Avon? We think we do, don't we? I think you caught something in the episode after, right, Levi? I, I think what Josh knew was that Fessy was really, 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 really thinking about it. And Josh was really, really, really trying to talk him out of it. And because of who Josh is, Josh just assumed that he talked him out of it. Well, but I can see Josh's point. There was Josh, actually, Fessy's on Bananas podcast this week. It's actually really interesting. Mm. Not as funny as the one with Kyle, or as charming, mm. or as interesting, or as good. But he's on it. Um, but I, bet if, I bet if Logan <laughs> went on his podcast and they did a video one, you wouldn't watch it, George, because you think Logan's so ugly and yeah, hideous. Anyway, um, but... Fessy says that I think Josh definitely knew. And then apparently there's a bit that you don't see in this episode, um, and probably won't be that actually, where it's like, 
Josh was like, I want to keep Amber because he's a strong partner, obviously. He thinks he could yeah. potentially win a final with her. Jesse's point is um, you'll end up with a strong partner. So the, the thing there, it's not about who you threw in. It's the lack of respect for Fessy not listening to Josh, right? That's what it comes down to. And they're going, you're meant to be my number one. I asked you for one thing and you didn't do it. And Fessy's like, you're making a big deal out of nothing. Actually, yes, children. Really were big they, children with giant chins. Are they like actually friends, or is it just yeah. you no, and big brother? Are. I was on big brother. Let's be the big brother alliance. No, they're on. A, they actually are friends. They hang out. I think basically everyone on this show is friends. No, no, but like, I mean, like you know, when they came in, when Bessie came in, were they friends beforehand, or was Josh just like you want big brother, so we be friends? I don't. I don't think much. I don't think we saw them much together on Total Madness because Johnny, Josh was firmly in Johnny's camp, and Fessy and Johnny did not get on at the start of Total Madness, um, just because Fessy didn't go up and say hello to him because he was a bit shy. Introvert. Yeah, introvert. Introvert. He is. The two of them just need to kiss and make up. Maybe just go out on a nice little date. Um, speaking of, Casey takes Nanny out on a nutritionally balanced date with a menu of. <laughs> Chocolate-covered strawberries, pizza, champagne, and a box of celebrations poured out onto a plate. Um, it's lovely. You know, Nanny loves how thoughtful Casey is, and then Casey spends the whole of the date talking about Josh and Fessy. If you swap the pizza for gin, that's everything in my fridge at the moment. I need to go shopping. That is classic, George. <laughs> how do you have a six-pack when you drink so much shit and you have the worst nutrition? I also smoke. <laughs> I know. Don't smoke, children. Don't smoke. It's cool. It's, it's not cool. cool. <laughs> you can't have Logan to cut the, your pizza into a heart shape and put it on a plate for you, which is apparently what happened. Oh, oh how did you find want... out? Is that the aftermath? Challenge aftermath. Wonderful, Devin Smith. I haven't watched this one yet. That's uh, I will be doing that after this podcast, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this romantic day, I think it's really nice, I've got to say, for the challenge to be showing a same-sex relationship in the way that, that normal relationships are shown. I think it's long overdue. Yeah, yeah they, cause they've, they've, had, they've had these date things on the challenge before. So, like, Nate and um, Nicole on Rivals 3 got, like, a proper date. Devin and, Devin and can't Nate talk about her, also got one. Um, this was just nice. The thing is, though, okay, and this is sounds like something. This should be making Casey more interesting. It's not. I'm not getting no, because, anything from her. Because, okay, so Casey's personality is the Big Brother Alliance. That is it. <laughs> and all she talks about on this date, while Nanny's talking about how lovely and thoughtful Casey is, is the Big Brother Alliance. Casey, <laughs> if if Josh and Fessy had, I don't know, flown over and caught COVID and therefore couldn't be on the season, there's no point having Casey on. She's a very good physical competitor. I want to see her go into elimination when she doesn't have to. I really want to see what she can do. Yeah, yeah. Levi, Levi and I were saying this on an episode like at the end of Double Agents. Like a season of Casey being in the minority and getting thrown in every time and having to compete would probably be the only thing that would bring fans around to her because she's good enough to go against the house. Yeah, if she went up against people that, that could take her out, that'd be really, that would be right. That would be interesting. I think my favourite part of this date, though, is Ashley, which obviously she's not part of the date, but when they come out and everyone's met, like, you know, making the noises and, and, you know, cheering them on, and she tells everyone, no, no, no I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them to all to go inside, um, which I think she's, is really nice. Yeah. She's like, the nosiest one out of all of them. It's true, yeah. She also delivers the, what I think is the line of the show 
um, when she says, <laughs> she says, it's really nice. It makes me sick. I'm so lonely. <laughs> like, that is the most relatable thing that anyone says possibly ever on the show. Me too, <laughs> Ashley. Yeah. Slide into my DMs um, just to say hello. It's a slight tangent, but I went to a wedding the other week and uh, the priest legitimately says the word, now you have found each other, you have left that void of loneliness. And I just sat there and everyone was in mask. I just went, fuck you, I feel personally victimised. Were, were you in the Christmas mask? Yes, that was when I was in the Christmas mask. Never too early, George. Never too early. Um, but no, it was nice. We saw them have a nice conversation about Josh and Fessy. They had a lovely date. They ate some celebrations. I bet they left the bounty. Um, and uh, and then, you know, had a nice little kiss. Um, they weren't the only ones that kissed that night because the fucking weirdest thing in the whole wide world happened because Josh started kissing Esther. What? 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 You have one conversation in the kitchen in episode six. What? What? Josh got game. But there's it, it, something so it was. I'm not. I'm, we love Josh. We're being nice about Josh. Just watching him kiss it was so creepy. Yeah, that was the point where I messaged you and Brian at the same time, going, "Ew." Yeah, I did. I did why not did, like that. Sorry, Brian, they, I keep interrupting you. Why do they also always act like they don't know that the cameras are there? Like when he was doing his confessional about it, he's like, "Oh, I get really. Oh, I'm really embarrassed." Like there's a fucking camera, mate. We know. Also, do you fit? Do you Act think like you're a the fucking camp- adult. You're not 12 years old. You've kissed someone. Get a fucking grip, mate. Do you think they just, uh, like, after a while, though, do you think you just tune the cameras out and you're kind of not really aware of it? I can see that happening in his defence. Yes, yeah, that, that makes sense. But it's just like when he's in the confession and he starts getting embarrassed about it. It's like, yeah, we, we know what happened. <laughs> um, but, but Esther, despite only ever having one conversation with Josh, she says that she likes him, but she doesn't know what she likes about him. A bit like the rest of us, we like Josh, we don't know what we like about him. Um, but what I really loved about this scene, and for me, what was just beautiful about it, was that lovely giant pink bow in Esther's hair. And that basically sums up what I thought of them kissing. Don't, don't really have anything to add to that. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, it's, does someone want to just talk about it? I can't talk about it. It's it's weird. It's weird. No, I'm glad Josh has finally got some. Oh, God, um, do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember when he, he like, was flirting with Georgia in War of the yeah. Worlds 2? And oh, he was like, I'll give you a kiss on the cheek. And then she goes to kiss me and kisses her on the lips. And <laughs> oh, get a fucking grip, mate. Yeah. Oh, and when he told Amanda he was in love with her in War of the Worlds 1 and they make a lovely couple. I don't know. I just, I find it a bit creepy. That's not what he says to Amanda. He says, it doesn't benefit me to give someone else here good dick when I can give you good dick. Oh, okay. That's that not makes smooth. it even worse. That, it was, that, yeah, yeah, it was a little, it was really for, for anyone who's only listening, Ryan may have just physically shivered at that line. It's just... Can yeah, we please um, move on? Can we please move on? Yeah, the alarm goes off and it's time for the agents to head down to the mission to join TJ. So, well, oh, I didn't delete it again. They're not struggling with their footing. They did that two weeks ago. Uh, let's head down <laughs> to the mission. Let's head down to the mission to find out from TJ exactly what's in store. Today is going to be sick. Yeah! Yeah! It's going to be sick! So sick. As you can see, we have some badass drift cars that we'll be using for today's mission. And I hate to break it to you, but today, you are going to be strapped to the roof of those drift cars. Today's mission is called Turning Agents. 
Two teams at a time are gonna race back and forth down this runway to each tanker. On those tankers, there are symbols to unlock your lockbox. You're gonna unlock the lockbox and detonate a smoke bomb. That will stop your time. But it's not gonna be easy because the entire time, those cars are gonna be doing donuts. The team with the fastest time will win today's mission and become our agency. They will be the only team safe from elimination, everyone else on the chopping block. All right? Okay, so basically, the agents are strapped to the roof of a drift car. Drift, 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 drift. Uh, two teams play at a time. They'll go back and forth down a runway to a tanker, drifting the whole time. Tanker has symbols. That will help them solve a code to unlock their box. They both have a box. They have the same code. They tell each other the code. Faster team wins, becomes the agency. Ah, oh, couple. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense? I just wow. How do the symbols equate to numbers? I don't know. I think they have to count how many times the symbol was on, but I wasn't sure because actually I'm not sure there was that many symbols. It was tough to work out. Yeah, there was only about 10 or 12. I think they were given a key prior to it. That's the only thing I can think of. But I don't... I, I, I can't tell if I'm being dumb or if I'm missing something. Probably no, both. No, I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Okay. For, For me... me does anyone else feel like this challenge was only fun for them doing it? Like the rest of us were like, I'm just watching people have fun, which I'm a bit jealous of. And then I don't understand I imagine, what the point of this is. I imagine there's three tick boxes for a daily challenge, right? Looks good for shots for a trailer. Um, fun to do, fun for us. This was the first two. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. done on self-censoring which fingers went up there, George. Good job. Yeah, I know. That was good. Also, I found out here that I can put my finger up here because where the light's coming, you guys can't see if I'm actually being rude or not. This is great. Yeah, but, I've got a... but the, yeah, but George, you know I run you through a filter because I run myself for a oh, filter damn. so I don't get washed out <laughs> and that, that sorts all that grading out. Um, one thing I will say, and I think it's very important because, you know, he's now a fan of the podcast clips. TJ has the power to control the rain. It was like he was in the Truman Show. He's doing his little bit to camera, fucking pissing it down. You go to watch the challenges. They've all got their sunnies on, sunbathing. Back to TJ. Suddenly it's snowing. Back to the challengers. They're all eating their ice lollies. Back to TJ. <laughs> what? He also, has, he also has an amazing um, ability to just say the words, this is sick. And Tori just loses her shit. She's just like, this is sick. It's like, but you don't even know what's happening yet. It's just that TJ said it's sick. Uh, TJ could say anything to me and I'd get excited. He's the most effortlessly cool bloke on the planet. He'd just yeah. be like, hey, Levi, can you uh, get me a glass of water? Oh, my God, TJ, I'm so going to get you a glass of water right now. You're literally the best human. I get killed getting this water for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, here you go, TJ. You can have my water. <laughs> well, now that's a bit weird. It, it was. I've realised how weird it was now that I've said it, but as I've kind of pledged this season to not do any editing because it takes so long, we're just keeping it in. Um, cool. But I think you can tell that this um, this uh, challenge was so fun, this daily was so fun for all of them, because every single bloke does the same thing. They yeah. do the man pose. do it. It's just the men. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. This is definitely a challenge that TJ was like, yeah, do you want me to do the test dummy? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he gets to try that out, actually. 
He uh, must. He must do. Yeah. He, he must, must get to pick and choose, though. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. He's not crawling through fucking mud and then trying to work out a, a, a sum, but he's doing this one. I'll leave this one, guys. You guys have a go. A Lamborghini? Yes. yes. But do you not feel like TJ could do that, though? He'd be like, there's no point in me trying that because I it would just it you wouldn't get enough footage. I'd do it like that, guys, because I'm I'm TJ fucking Lavin. Yeah, you are TJ Lavin. How much would you love it if like when people get in a fight or something, it's like, right, you have one the you're going straight into elimination. And there's a BMX bike there and it goes, and it's against me. It's oh. absolutely ruins them. <laughs> oh. Like TJ, TJ is the ultimate trump card in this game. Oh my God, this episode gives us nothing to talk about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's nice to talk about TJ Lavin. Yeah, no, maybe it's just be TJ Lovin. Oh! oh, George has won the podcast. Good job signing off. Um, so, um, I mean, I've broken this down into the heats for flashpoints. Uh, CT and the Clown versus Ashley and Josh. Ashley thinks that goggles are a necklace. CT thinks that him and the Clown lack communication. Ashley and Josh win the heat. Anything you want to talk about in that one? I think... Uh- he would happily at some point have Burner thrown in. Not not by him, but he's gonna let one of he's gonna let somebody else do it for him at some point. Yeah. yeah. Although very similar, she's got she's it's probably relatively similar to him and Amber B. Like as long as someone doesn't completely screw CT over, he can win a final with them. It's kind of all she she oh my god, this is gonna be like work. She's a minimum viable product for what he needs to um to win a final, so I don't think he really cared. I was pretty impressed by Ashley and Josh, to be fair. Like, did quite well. Um, so, Josh came up with the theory and the strategy for this, and when he did it, I went, waste of time, because he was like, I'm gonna remember three numbers, and Ashley's gonna remember one number. You don't need to remember all four numbers. You need to work out three of the numbers, and then the other one, you just keep clicking. Yeah, because Bananas did that in um, Dirty 30, didn't he? And that's yeah. how he got them through the smashing, smashing out, like where you have to scratch the black paint off a window. And then, yeah, uh, yeah Bananas there. Um, yeah, Levi, good point. Um, that means they do definitely have to memorise a key, though. That'll be it, won't it? Yeah. I don't really understand this challenge. I also I thought it was weird that he decided to do it three and one anyway, because it's not even. And he was like, yeah, she's really good at memory, so I'm going to make her mem- remember one thing. Yeah, also, it's Josh is in charge of the team, because Josh is really good at the challenge. And Big Brother Alliance, yeah, guys. But... Either way, they did well. And they beat CT and Bella. Clown and CT. She is a clown <laughs> all episode. Oh god, what what we'll get we'll get to that. Um I really like Bernard though. Anyway, uh then we got Emmanuel. By the way, did you laugh earlier because Ryan pronounced Emmanuel correctly? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> um we got Emmanuel and um Casey, who I don't know if you know this, she's in the Big Brother Alliance, and they go against Corey and Bettina. Uh, Bettina does a confessional saying if they lose, Corey will blame it on her. And then she uh, she does her laugh. <laughs> really the only reason they give her any any uh, screen time is it's to do It's literally all she adds to the season. That and allegedly, according to Amanda, a blowjob for Fessy in the toilet. Allegedly, according to Amanda. Um, and uh, yeah, Emmanuel and Casey win the heat. Emmanuel wants to protect Emmy, therefore, because I like Emmy, I like Emmanuel. 
Corey, I, just like, I just like Emmanuel because he's quite cool. Yeah. Emmanuel did very well. Corey and Emmanuel, uh, sorry, Corey and Emmy both again tell us that Emmanuel is really good. Yeah. Second, what's it called? Second person? Second person visibility. Yeah. Uh, he's had loads of that this season. He's, he's had more than showing us he's good. He's done well in it. There's been no, he's done well in every daily. But he's been told we've been told he's good more than we've seen him be good. Yeah. But do you know what I like as well? He doesn't tell us he's good. No, no. true. Like you know how Fessy's like, yeah, I'm really fucking good at this game. Whereas Emmanuel just he just lets lets his minions tell us. <laughs> yeah, um, he's um I really like him. He's a he's a very big threat. I'd be shocked if someone doesn't take a shot of him um, as soon as they can. Well, he um, wanted to win this because he wants to protect Emmy in this game. And knowing that Huey and Emmy, if they don't win a going in, if he wins, he's able to give her who she wants, essentially. Um, and we've got Huey and Emmy up next. They're going up against Devin and Amber. Devin basically says the only team that can't win is Huey and Emmy. So if they win this, he, everyone needs to pay them back accordingly. Um, what's really nice is that Huey's loving it. He, he feels like Batman and also rose from the Titanic. And I'm not sure how... They are similar, and it also makes me think that he's going to drop Emmy off the car and to her death, because isn't that what Rose did to Jack? I mean, didn't quite drop him, but, you know, didn't... She let go. Yeah. Yeah. Although, she made it seem like Jack let go, when, because they put in the Frankenstein voice, oh, don't let go, Jack, oh, you've let go. No, you let go, you let go, Rose, you know what you did. Oh, poor Leo. Um, it's crazy that I remember that. I've not seen Titanics for about 23 years. When I was 11, it was a 12 rated movie. Oh, oh rebel. Um, I did like how Emmy was like having a go at Huey. I have a theory that maybe Huey was trying to throw the game. I'm not saying that they would have won anyway, but he talked earlier about the fact that they needed to, you know, uh, disband and find new partners. I mean, I don't necessarily want to jump ahead, but I'm going to. Uh, when they go back to the house after the challenge... Classic Ryan. Classic Ryan. Yeah, classic Ryan. Um, he, talk, he, he, he again is like, well, we didn't want to win anyway. We wanted to split up. So I don't know that he didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, but which, if that's true, I don't like it. No, you want to win you've and keep almost, yourself safe for another week. Yeah, you've almost got like a free... Basically, like when you got... Uh, this is not going to translate well. Having a free hit in cricket. Um, oh, my were... God. <laughs> You're speaking to <laughs> Hello, Nicaragua. <laughs> uh, all right, a free hit in baseball. Don't know if that's a thing. But they um, but like they go, they know we're going in. You, you should try something exceptionally weird to give yourself an advantage and see if you can take it there. Like, it's, it's a no-pressure scenario. I don't like just accepting defeat, but then I don't know if Huey would do that. I like. I would like not to think Huey would do that. Well, we haven't actually said who won that heat, so we're all jumping ahead of ourselves. But yeah, Devin Amber won the heat. Yeah, 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 so, Devin Amber. Yeah, um, Damba. Yeah, I will take Damba. I prefer yeah. Devba. Oof. Nah. Or Am Amin. Am Ambin. Am Ambin. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, um, anyway. Speaking of kind of random names that we don't hear much about, Jeremiah, he's up next with uh, Big T. Has he been in the show for the last five episodes other than A Kiss with Amber? He's had 
he's, he's basically just seems very, very relaxed. And people are just like, if, if he's at risk of going down, he's like, cool, throw me in, which I quite like. But mm. he's the least developed rookie. By f- uh, not physically, fuck me. Just his personal, um, like, we don't know it. We don't know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, certainly have ones left. You'd think as well, like, because he hooked up with Amber last week, they'd do something about that. But yeah, it's. Um... Anyway, he's with Big T. We like Big T. Uh, they're going against um, Hot Logan and Nanny. So basically, George's least favorite partnership. Um, <laughs> And I love that bit at the beginning. I just, I just love the relationship that the Brits have, where like Big T is really worried, and Carl's just pissing himself at Big T on the top of the car. <laughs> yeah, you should be careful though, because that backfired on him last season, where he was really laughing at her jumping out the plane, and then he jumped out, and they just superimposed his scream as he <laughs> yeah. was coming, like, as he was still like seven hundred meters up in the air. <laughs> oh, good old, good old Daddy Kyle. He's the daddy. Um, and I think this was one of the ones that they did in a kind of montage way. Um, Logan and Nanny won the heat. George wasn't happy about it, obviously, because he hates them both. Um, and speaking of people that you hate, George, it was Fessy and Esther up next versus uh, uh, Nelson Fe- and Priscilla. Fester is a terrible Fester. combination. Name uh, let's call him Uncle up. Fester. Yeah. <laughs> oh, copyright, 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 copyright. Um, <laughs> and they're going against Nelson and Priscilla. Can I just ask? I thought this this episode. I don't feel like we've really seen much of Nelson since episode one. Uh, he had his boot camp in episode two, but then apart from that, um, and then it was a, it was very very heavy on Nelson though for the first three episodes. They mm. tend to do that. Like last season was very heavy on CT for the first couple, and then he drifted off for like the next three or four. Um, yeah, it, it's not. I don't think there's much to read into there. And we don't really. We don't know Priscilla either, which is a shame because I'm I, I like her. The little bits we see of her, I like her because I think she's really intelligent and she reads the game well. But we don't really see her doing it. If that makes sense. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say with uh, with with Nelson, it seems that the the athlete and burner beef has uh, died down. So that's part of the reason we I guess we haven't seen much of him. And obviously, oh my, I forgot about that. Well, there you go. She just seems to have accepted that he's with her because obviously, again, I'm not going to jump ahead, but she seems to have accepted that that's, that's what's happening. Um, so uh, his drama's gone and he continues to be terrible at dailies, apparently. Yeah. This is 40 in a row, isn't it? That he's lost. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I think it was in Brian's article. Um, I think he's now crossed that threshold. They... That's bad. He should have gone for the. He should have gone the full Abram and gone for the threesome with both of them. That would cement him in challenge legend. That's why Abram's. Well, I just love Abram actually. Which one of them would be the Veronica? Ashley. Yeah, she's not. Veronica's no clown. No. Shut up, Berna. Yeah. <laughs> I like Berna. She's lovely. Really like Berna. Um, and then for, we for have. A clown. <laughs> then we have. Uh, oh yeah, Fessy and Esther won that heat. By the way, um, nothing happened. It was in the montage. And then Ed and Tori versus the Dream Team, Heaven and Hell, the Angel and the Devil, Big Daddy and Little Mummy. Made that one up. Um, Kyle and Amanda. And, you know, what we learned from this heat is that Ed likes to uh, spin himself on chairs and make himself dizzy for fun. That I really enjoyed. (laughs) He's such a child. I love (laughs) it. Wee! (laughs) 
He's, I, could you imagine if we had Ed on the podcast and I had to try and edit? Oh my god! It, oh god! I've got to try oh and edit. God, I actually, I actually, I yeah, stop, George. Now. George, you're going to throw up. You probably had loads of alcohol already. If if you haven't, then I think you're probably ill um, because I worry if you don't drink. Um, do you know what I thought was really interesting and what none of the other teams did? Kyle, when he got the lock off, just passed it to Amanda so she could see the code, which I thought was an interesting tactic. Everyone else was trying to yell the code to each other. Is it quicker to yell the code to each other? Not if you can't hear each other when you're drifting. Yeah, fair. Yeah, it was, it's also, that's also weird considering when they had the walkie-talkies, those two decided to scream at each other. Yeah, and yeah then, that's a fair point. <laughs> in one where everyone else screamed at each other, they didn't. The next challenge, Amanda's going to speak to Kyle in Morse code, and then semaphore, and then smoke signals. They just hate standard communication. They just, just speak to him in Geordie. It's what he understands. But no, I just thought that showed some great, great intelligence from Kyle, which I'm sure he's going to pass on to crew. It's a very lucky baby, that. Um, but yeah, so there are three teams that did it fastest. Uh, Josh and Ashley, Casey and Emmanuel, and Fessy and Esther or as we like to call them, the um, Broken Big Brother Alliance. Um, but only one team can win and become the agency. Power couple. So let's head yeah. down to TJ to find out. The one team to get it done the fastest was KC and Emmanuel. <laughs> I am so excited. We've been waiting so damn long for this win. We had a plan. We executed. We were efficient. It's awesome. I'm really proud of Casey. I know how much of a fighter she is, so I know she's feeling good, and that makes me feel good for her. You are now the agency. You are the only team safe from elimination. Everyone else are in danger. You must go back to headquarters and nominate one team to send into the lair with me where they'll fight for their right to stay in the game. And then our agency will choose one man and one woman to go in against our compromised agents. See you soon. So a win for Casey and Emmanuel in the mission. And back at the house, Huey asks Emmy if they were good partners, and she says, no, you were shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice it's it's good though. to be honest, and I think Huey yeah. would appreciate the honesty. Yeah. You know, he's that, he's that kind of guy but he basically says what you said earlier ryan which was well there was no point of us winning because we need to go in elimination and get new partners um he knows they're being voted in it's as obvious as a dalmatian having spots that cruella de vil references back isn't it george cruella de vil yeah um good, good. I, I like his, i'm all here for his disney references maybe that's a game in the off season which challenger is which disney character who'd be moana Emmy, she sings. Oh, they all sing, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Are yeah, most Disney films musicals? Yeah. yeah. Realised that halfway through. Sorry. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do that as a uh, as a roundtable episode. Anyway, uh, what do we think of this? It goes back to what kind of Ryan was saying, which is maybe through it. Um, but then George was like, well, I don't like that. It's defeatist. But is it not a tactic? It's a risky tactic, but it's a tactic nonetheless. It, well, it's not really risky. It's actually the opposite because you're not taking any risk. It's well, like, you are because oh. if you try and win the challenge, then you're not getting thrown in. Yeah, true. The thing, the thing is, if you yeah, exactly, if you win a challenge, you don't, you don't go in. So it doesn't really matter what the tactics are 
outside of that or who's going to throw you in or what if you win you're not going in end of story you last another week if you then eventually you're going to go in and get the chance to get a new partner in theory and if you don't that means you keep winning so therefore you're good enough to win a final with that person so i guess it's just what what you think that you can actually do I just find like these this season, last season, where you could switch up partners, it just causes all that like weirdness and people being like, oh, let's try and go in so I can get rid of them. And it's like, no, try and avoid it. So you get to the final and you win the final. But if they do go in and they win, they would get to pick any other um, people to uh, to pair up with, except for the agents, parent couple, which is Casey and Emanuel. They're having a chat on the balcony. Um, and Casey says that, you know, they should listen in to what people have to say. Um, and Emanuel says, well, can we put the weakest players into elimination? Because I want to save Emmy. Um, but Casey wants to stick with her vet alliance, but decides to show a teeny weeny bit of personality by saying, I wonder who's going to take the first shot. Almost insinuating that she will, even though she won't. And the first shot already got taken by Fessy, which is what I think Ryan's saying with that face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. So, oh, wonder who'll take the first shot. You fucking mate us. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought the deal was if the vet that takes the first shot is the vet that they're all going to go after. But no, it was like the vet took the shot and they were like, oh, well, we'll let Josh be pissed off with that while we continue our little, like, fuck up the rookies game. Thing is, though, most of these guys, there's no one like who's hot headed enough at the moment to take the shot back at Bessie because he is he's won two dailies like he's he's arguably good you don't want to piss him off and there's no one break like last season he basically did grievous bodily harm to Corey's best mate Corey vowed revenge him and did fuck all like and then he did actual grievous bodily harm to uh the k-dog yeah she did break his finger um but yeah so like I don't care. I mean, you can't trust what these people say. They're all snakes. They're all cowards. Someone do something. <laughs> well, do you know who could be doing something? And that could be Jeremiah. Because he's talking with Big T and he does say, look, you know, I'm the only male rookie that hasn't be put, been put in yet. He says he's got a good relationship with um, Casey and Emanuel, but it's not tripping. You know, he's just chill about it. All. He's just 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 chilling um and big t basically says look you know if you go in and you win i won't be offended if you don't pick me as a partner or i might she's so cheeky i like big t she's cute and what do you what do we think of jeremiah i don't really know him i know we've said this before at the moment i have nothing to base an opinion on he's he has muscles and earrings that's all i know about him i i think he's He's not embarrassed himself in a daily, but he's not, um, he's Exceeded. not felt. Yeah, mm. he's he's not pissed anyone off. No one seems to absolutely adore him. Middle of the road there. Um, I think he's just very, very relaxed <laughs> and doesn't really care. But I think the fact that you said before, like, that he got with Amber last week and then we don't really see anything from him this week, like, just shows kind of, I mean, that, that, that in itself shines a light on the fact that Maybe he's, I don't know, yeah, he's just so middle of the road that even that doesn't make him that exciting. Yeah, maybe he's getting like the Michi edit from last season, which is basically like no screen time. Even Michi got a couple of goofy confessional. I can't remember one confessional from Jeremiah. I don't think, has he had? Yeah. I swear this week was his first confessional. We can, have any, I'm, the best have place one? to check for that is either Reddit or at Challenge Stats over on Instagram. They're really oh, good for stuff like that. 
challenge stats, he's just such an asset to the subreddit. Could be a she. Could be a she. No, it's a he. Oh, okay. Well, it is a he then. Actually, um, is it? No, it might be a she. What you tell me? Yeah, sorry. Actually, I shouldn't have seen that one. Could be a they. Okay, with the they. Let's not assume it'll make an ass out of you and me. Um, but yeah, good old, um, good old Jeremiah, just there being wallpaper. I mean, I think he's right in this situation, isn't he? And it's the same with um, the girls also talk about that they might go in because they've not been in. And it's the reason that Huey got voted in was because that he hadn't, he'd been coasting with his vet partner. And it's the same for Jeremiah and it's the same for Priscilla and it's the same for Esther. And obviously she's not been coasting because she's won dailies. But She's really the, good, Esther, I think. Yeah, but it's the, it, it's the same like um, theory as why Huey got put in was because he hadn't he was with a vet, so he's being protected. Well, they're all the same as well, so they they're all right. But do, do you know what annoys me? Because of this whole like vets alliance go after the rookies. There's so many vets that are just coasting. Like Tory's yeah. done fuck all. Oh, She's not even really played a game. Nelson's done fuck all. Corey's done fuck all. Mm. Yeah, like I just I don't know I just. I hope there's something that changes the game so we don't have to keep going with this whole vets win, put in the rookie rookie, put in some rookies against them, make another rookie rookie team. Vets win. It's just, I kind of think it's ruining the game. It, it's basically turned into total madness after you, no after you. Yeah. Yeah, without a skull. Yeah. So you're not even, it's, I am hoping that I'm actually still really enjoying this season. This was the first episode that disappointed me. I think it's quite obvious. Mm. Um, I've been a bit of a bitch about it, but I take it really, up on the bingo card. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been bitchy quite a lot this season. Um, yeah, I'm really hoping you're a proper little bitch. I really Sorry. was. I know I was. I was so hungover. Um, <laughs> they, I, I hope the back end of this season just is what accelerates it, and we get something. Um, that's all mm. I can really hope. Well, I mean, talking talk of rookies, we've got Priscilla and Esther, as you said, Ryan, they're kind of talking about, well, we've not been in, um, Bettina's not been in. Uh, Priscilla, again, Priscilla's a bit like Jeremiah, not had much screen time. A lot of her confessionals have just been her running down TJ's explanation of the rules. Um, and she says, look, I call myself the silent assassin. I'll continue to fly under the radar. I thought assassins kill people. They don't just fly under the radar. Am I wrong? Uh, you're, you're right. But do we know she hasn't killed people? I don't know what happened to Lauren and Nam. <laughs> I think we do, but we're not meant to talk about it. And it had nothing to do with Priscilla. Well, the sign of a good assassin. Do you think she pushed Anissa off the wall? <laughs> Go back. Yeah. <laughs> How are you at Photoshop, just... Levi? Oh, yeah, actually, you're really good. You got me the funny thing. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> I do like though, I really like Priscilla, and I feel like we're getting little glimpses of her understanding the game and little glimpses of her wanting to do game moves, but then we don't see anything. And I think this is the problem with I keep going on about it with this Vets Alliance is where either the rookies are going, they're cannon fodder and they don't really matter, so they're giving them silly edits like Gabo, or the ones that you're quite interested in, we're just not seeing anything. Which, yeah, she's being held, essentially, she's being held back by her being with a vet. Mm. Uh, got you. George won't get this, but every time Ryan says a vet, you know what I'm thinking of. 
yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We we both know someone called Yvette. So every time he says Yvette, I keep thinking he's saying Yvette. Anyway, George, say what you're going to say. I can't. I kind of work, real I, friend. I, I, kind of, I, I kind of worked that out. That was not really a code. <laughs> um, speaking of real friend banter, Ryan, we've told some embarrassing story about Levi. <laughs> uh, so Ashley dresses Emmy up in a red dress. <laughs> The Satan Sisters is quite a good bit to come out of this episode, yeah. to be fair. I can't believe no one's coined them that yet. I love that they call their room the Wicked Witch Wing of the West. Yeah, that was also very good. Lots of alliteration in there. I know you're a fan of alliteration, Levi. Fucking love alliteration. Also, it needs to be used in real speech. While they're calling yeah. themselves Satan Sisters and saying that they live in the Wicked Witch Wing West... No, but <laughs> anyway... Uh, after... <laughs> The WWW of the W. Yeah, that's a full-on Nelson right there. Um, but they're actually being really nice cheerleaders for all their for their mate. It's really lovely. It is quite not, lovely. Not on, a, not on their Instagram lives, they're not. <laughs> that's true. I did like the way that Emmy just looked at it and was like, this is like a T-shirt. <laughs> you know, the awkward thing is I've gone out in a dress like that before. <laughs> Oh, that is classic, George. Oh, that, that's going on the new bingo card for next week. I wore that dress. Um, yeah, I got back from New Year's Eve and someone had ripped my um, German Umper costume off and so my friend gave me a red dress to wear and then my friend felt left out so he put one on too and then we danced on the kitchen. It's very weird New Year's. I then played beer pong with potpourri. Very actually, What the hell was I doing? Anyway, Sometimes, sorry, George. I worry about you. Nah, I don't. I survived, I survived a lot of things. I just get bored really easily, and I look I great of... in a back in a backless red dress. I think maybe <laughs> you should just go for a kind of full body checkup just to check your insides are all right. If you're doing yeah. beer pong with potpourri, mate. Oh, I didn't swallow it. Oh, okay, that's fine. Sorry, <laughs> I, I just got I, very I, worried. I, 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 I only swallow when Huey's on the podcast. No, sorry, throwing potpourri, like throwing bits of the potpourri instead of ping pong ball because you can find it. Anyway, oh, okay. moving on. That, that makes more sense. Well, Emmy wears a lovely red dress and they all head off to, can we all do it? One, two, three. Club, Club night. night. No, we can't. So. Harder with three. It is. It was, we couldn't do it with two. So uh, we can barely do it with one. Um, so CT introduces Emmy for uh, <laughs> the challenge unplugged. And Emmy sings her new song, which conveniently also got released this week, the same week she's plugging it on the challenge. What are the chances of that? I'm starting to feel like Emmy was never on Survivor and she's just a Romanian rapper that MTV wants to get behind. Um, but the challengers love it. Emmy's so happy. The song's called Alien. And I think now would be a good time, George, for a certain segment we normally put in at the beginning. Yeah, so um, give us your, your review of Alien then. Um... Emmy's ETPs, basically. Very nice. So, as you know, every week I review one of our favourite Romanian rapper, Emmy Lupe's uh, tracks. You'll be able to hear it in the background on the Instagram, but not on the YouTube, because we've had enough copyright flags and I don't want any more. Here it is, Alien by Emmy Lupe. And do you know what my favourite thing is about this, this song, George, compared to the others? No, do tell me. I understand every fucking word of it, because it's in English. <laughs> It I was written by. A, I think we need a bit of the mystique. Weirdly, this one isn't about someone called Montana. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but do you know what's interesting? Because she said she wrote it in the challenge house, didn't she? 
written by Emmy Alupe, George Hora, Mixi Mark Antonio. Now, George Hora, Mixi Mark Antonio, I've done some digging, and they are the pseudonyms of one Devon Walker and Kyle Christie. Really? Um, no, of course uh, not. Uh, I was really hoping that was true. Sorry, I'm so <laughs> trusting. Classic George, trusting everything I say. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we heard her do the hook. Uh, I'm an alien, I'm an alien. I feel so alone right here. I'm an alien, I'm an alien. Wish I could disappear. I'm drowning in my fear. I'm drowning in my fear. Now, that's the hook. Very nice. It, it brings you in. You start to feel for Emmy. Why does she feel like this alien? Who has been outcasting her the whole time? George, this is the best bit of the podcast. Come on. Pay attention. So I'm, look, I'm, look, I'm looking for the photo of me in the dress. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, send it to me later. I'll put it in the edit. But then she goes from her singing. Because when I first heard it, and this is the genuine truth, I wasn't 100% sure that she was the person singing the bit at the beginning. Because I've always known Emmy as a rapper. Um, but when she sung it there on the challenge and twice on the challenge aftermath with the wonderful Devin Simone, I was like, that was her. Then she moves into her rapping. Stop telling me that. I'm a clown. So I think she's rapping about Burner here. Uh, I'm a queen without a crown. It's not my place. It makes me gross. I'm a freak or something close. I'm out of suit. I'm out of dough. I'm out again, but I have to go. I'm going to split you mozzarella, smooth killer like Nutella. I'm a sort of psychopath. Check that take when, when back take. You were playing Santana. Shovel up, I throw gasoline, and then something about Valhalla, which I don't know what that is. Anyway, just that's just a bit of the, the lyrics. Just It feels good to be able to read them and understand what she's actually saying. <laughs> um, I really like it as a song, and I feel, and I'm going to say this, and I don't care about the backlash. It's like a 2021 version of Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Uh, in a way, the melody-ish. The melody, the breakdown, the hook, the rapping. I also like that it sounds like it's got kind of Turkish music in the background. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I can't play it because if this goes on YouTube, then... Um, We'll get copyright flagged, as I said, but you'll hear it in the background. But yeah, I bloody love this song. I'm becoming quite the Emmy Alupe fan. George, what have you listened to it, George? Nope. Okay. Um, I, li but, <laughs> I, li I like to get my reviews directly from you. Do you ever listen to them it... afterwards? Nah. Oh, you I, must I, do. Got... You watch the clips. I send you the clips and then it's in the background. You don't even watch the clips, do you? No, I listen to the full podcast. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I need to do that sometime. <laughs> um, but, um, but, yeah, no, I really like it. I'm becoming quite the Emmy Lupe fan. I'm a huge fan of this song. Um, I like the fact in the video there's, like, TV screens and it's got the challenge on it. So maybe you should watch the video, George, because it might be an episode that you haven't seen. Um, and, okay. And, yeah, I just think uh, I'm a big fan. I also like that all the um, cast have got behind it this week. I think Devin, Fessy have changed their little Instagram pictures to Aliens. Um yeah, pick um, up Emmy Lupe. Great song. More songs in English, although I do fucking love the Romanian rap. Um, yeah, I, just, I, 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 I put subreddit done the same. You, uh, you can't spin to this one, I don't think, Liv. Levi. I can. I can. I can definitely spin to this. I'm going to. This is one of the Levi challenges for the end. Put together a spin class with only Emmy Lupe tracks and then do it while we're doing the podcast. 
Okay. That's an interesting one. Um, but yeah, no, I am a huge fan. And yeah, great, great, has international appeal. Move well, over Doja Cat, whoever that is. I saw it on Google. Um, in comes a Lupe. Hashtag Emmy. Hashtag I'm an who, alien. Hashtag Emmy's EPs. Who's the number one Romanian rapper? Emmy Lupe. No, by, by sales or listens. Oh, uh, Count Dracula. Of course, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, very do, you know what, do you know what I can see happening as well? Is Emmy like performing and Emmanuel being a backup dancer? Well, that's what they say. That's what they say in the challenge. He said he's going to do a, a video for her at some point. Yeah. Do, do you know who should be the other backup dancer? Because we know he can fucking dance. Ed. Ed. <laughs> Spin him on a chair and let him go. Oh my god, that's okay. That's the one I watch. When it ends in the background, spinning on a chair, that'll be the first Emmy music video I watch. Uh, we. I was going to say, from a, an episode point of view, her singing this, obviously take out the cynical, she's just trying to sell more um, EPs, which is almost certainly what she's doing. But <laughs> she's basically saying during the episode that... You always treat me like shit. Well, yeah. The, well, no, not necessarily that they're treating me like shit, but just that the song represents her emotions and her mental health. And actually, I think from that point of view, it's nice that, again, that we're talking about the, you know, the way that they show... Um, a gay relationship the way that they're showing this is actually quite nice it's not something that we see that often obviously we, we see people having breakdowns and stuff we don't necessarily see people actually talking about their emotions about feeling lonely even around friends and stuff like that so that's again quite a nice you know positive spin on that kind of thing it's nice that it's good that she gets that chance to do it obviously taking away the city side yeah I find her really interesting because I think she's a really complex character. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I really like Emmy. And Tori loves Emmy because, you know, Tori wants to get into the music industry. Uh, Fessy sings the melody, I... which was uncomfortable for everyone. And Emmy is like a little sister to Burner, even though they've only known each other for about a month. Clown. Fucking um, clown. Yeah. Also, Ryan, by the way, nice take. I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, maybe like the episode a bit more. Sorry, I'm not being very helpful with this podcast. Um, well, you know, it's everywhere. Um, so, um, next, sorry, I love you, George. You know I love you. You know I couldn't do this without my partner in crime, without my co-host, without my ally. Yes, it's George. Um, not the <laughs> partners in yeah. crime, uh, allies. Um, Josh and his new girlfriend, Esther, are talking for only the second time in the world. Um, and Josh is being flirty. Oh, Fessy's ego is rubbing off on you. Huh? You come to me, I'll keep you in check. And Josh is like, oh, you know, you help me disconnect from the game. They have a little kiss and then Esther's like, yeah, I need to think of my head. <laughs> Stupid thing that I'm doing right now. Are we moving on because we feel creeped out? Yeah. Okay, let's move <laughs> on to George's, George's best friend. Uh, it's only bloody Fessy because he runs down everything that's going on with the Big Brother Alliance. It's messy, because he's fessy. And this begins the slow descent and the disintegration of everything that's happening within the Big Brother Alliance and makes us forget that this is an episode of The Challenge, a competition show, because Amber tells Emmanuel she's not spoken to Fessy since he did what he did. Um, and she says she feels Esther may have been involved in the blind side. 
Ooh. Foresight, Edgic, Jake. <laughs> I don't get this. Like, why is she turning on Esther when it's clearly Fessy? Esther had no motivation to blindside her. Fessy well, had a problem with her from last season. I don't get why is she taking this take? I, I mean, Ryan, only, help me, Ryan, help me out. Well, the only thing I can think of is again to go back to the well, not even this week's aftermath, actually, last week's aftermath. With Amber, the wonderful Devin Simone. Sorry. Amber did say that her and Fessy had a conversation before he sent her in where everything seemed fine. So we saw that. I guess, we saw that on the show. Yes, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'd forgotten that to be honest. <laughs> there you go. So obviously, she felt ever. She obviously thinks that everything was fine with Fessy. So I guess she's just trying to find another way to find logic to why she went down. Now, this is the do first time Fessy so? said something and done something completely different. Well, like, yeah, that's not like Fessy. No. That's... So uh, yeah, uh, this was a bit I didn't understand about Amber this episode. As I don't know why she's looking for another enemy when he's the biggest guy in the house and right in front of you. <laughs> Can I just say though, like from Fessy's point of view, and I don't, I, I'm not taking his side because I love Amber, but there's no point him making up with Amber because he's already made an enemy of her. So why make up with her and then throw someone else in and have two enemies? Because even when they make up, there's still going to be that underlying tension. Yeah, why not just leave it, let her hate you, and then just keep throwing her in when you're in power and therefore you're not making enemies of anyone else? Maybe that's his thinking, because he does say um, that she's going to take a shot at him if she wins and he doesn't really feel like it's worth fixing. It's the point that gets brought up on the um, Bananas podcast is like when he threw in Amber, every other girl in the house was pushing him to do it. Yeah, because they're probably scared of her because she's the bloody champ. Um, but do you know who else gets involved in all this who has absolutely no right fucking cartwheeling into this shit? Is, um, yeah, Bertha. Bloody Berth. She's sitting with Esther and then suddenly they just like go on this absolute tirade about amber saying how fake she is how annoying she is now we've sat down with amber doing a podcast and we chatted with her afterwards on zoom and she was exactly how she is and yeah. she's we we are not important enough to anyone's life other than our families for her to come mm. on a podcast with two british idiots <laughs> and try and fake a personality like she's genuine why is this like why are Esther and Bertha the clown being all like, oh, she's fake, she's annoying. She's not, she's genuinely lovely. And she just happens to be someone who's an emotional person who I think is now in a very good place. And she's being happy about it. That doesn't make her fake. It just makes her enjoying life at the moment. Yeah, get fucked Esther and Bertha. Can I give you two quotes that are about three minutes apart in this episode? God, yes. I love the fact you've taken oh, notes, you're brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. George, let's see your notes. <laughs> you're right you're running order it's on my other screen Esther <laughs> to Josh uh, I'm actually really nice uh, three minutes later Esther to uh, confessionals um, uh, uh, sorry um, she's really fake she keeps saying she's nice nice people don't say they're nice uh, oh so Ryan, yes, that's my favorite bit of the episode now is you pointing that out. Um, 
So who's the fake bitch now, Esther? Yeah. Uh-huh. So she, she's, she says she's Sassy really click. nice, but nice people don't say they're nice. So presumably she's not actually nice. <laughs> well, she doesn't come across <laughs> nice in this scene with Birth of the Clown. The match checks out. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I'm sorry. Like, stop being horrible, you bitches. They're not bitches. That's horrible. They're lovely. <laughs> stop being horrible, you bitches. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is an example of how you can contradict yourself in one sentence. And that's what I want to show to you. You shouldn't do or else you learn, you lose your integrity. So I'm going to re-say that sentence, which is just be nice and stop being so horrible to Amber. You two absolutely beautiful and wonderful ladies, um, Esther and Berna. Bitches! <laughs> that was George. A little bit of the Rona. <laughs> Don't. We can't. I'm sure YouTube uh, do stuff if you say that. Um, but yeah, I just, it was unnecessary. Berner had nothing to do with it, so I don't know why she's getting involved. Um, I can understand Esther not liking her because Amber's obviously got an issue with Esther and Fessy, and maybe someone told her that she said that. But like, Berner, just go jump on Nelson and piss off. Like, but I really, but the thing is, I really like Berner. She's a really good competitor and she seems really sweet, but not right now. I don't. We've, we've fallen out, me and Berner. <laughs> She she was speaking when you first called her a clown. Was that when she was being rude about Amber B last week? No, we were just joking about the fact that she was in the circus. Yeah, there was a react. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, is she. Why does she? We've only the only scene I remember them being in is when Ashley is going off on Berna, calling her Bertha, and Amber just goes, "Isn't her name Berna?" Yeah, if anything, <laughs> she's defending her. Yeah, that's it. She's. That's actually the only time we see them interact before this. Yeah, if we've, if we've learned anything this season, it's that the producers and the editors are just giving us random scenes here and there that will only last for an episode that we weren't given backstory to, that we're never going to see again. Last week, Amber thinking Jeremiah's good looking. Oh, suddenly Jeremiah just doesn't talk anymore. He's back to being wallpaper. Um, Josh and Esther, never spoken in their lives before. It's awkward enough, the two, the other two occasions. We brought it up this week. Enough. Who else? What, what are the other ones? Oh, uh, if, we do, if we combine Josh and Esther, though, they become Jester, and they could be friends with the clown. Oh, there <laughs> we go. Um, can I ask you something, George? You remember when we did the Devon podcast, Devon Walker, not wonderful, Devon Simone, and you were absolutely smashed? Patchily. <laughs> did you need to eat food when when uh you were done to try and sober up yeah ed sent me to the shop to come back um with food and i came out with like six packets of crisps and an apple do you know never what you should have come shot back with, i should have come back with some oven pizza i think you should have come up with some oven pizza but if ed was making the pizza i think what you should have done is said uh please can i use the oven next and fully called shotgun on the pizza because Amber did call shotgun on the oven and on the pizza. And I just want to make that clear. Kyle, Josh, Devon and Jeremiah are playing pool in the other room. I feel like Kyle and Devon are just hustling everyone out of money. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. We Maybe that's the big celebrity. Yeah. Well, Kyle's got kids now, so kid. So he's, uh, he's, he's got to pay for the kid. But anyway, so um, that's very important, by the way. I didn't just throw that in. Um, because fucking hell, shit is going to hit the fan. Someone has eaten Amber's pizza and she's pissed. And Bertha does a catty confessional because she, she's potentially showing her true colours this week. 
And you know who loves to stir up shit? Who loves to get involved when it's nothing to do with her? Because she's bored now and Issa's gone. It's Tory. And you know what rhymes with Tory? Corey, because he can stir some shit as well. So Tory basically lies and yells to Amber that Fessy ate her pizza because she's bored and thinks it's going to be funny. And Fessy says, well, you should know that they're lying because you saw me put my pizza in the oven. And then Fessy says, let's leave the conversation at pizza because he knows what Tory's trying to turn this conversation into. And Amber says, this is bigger than pizza. What's bigger than pizza? I'll tell you what's bigger than pizza. Fucking blind size. Um, and uh, she actually says, this is better than pizza, but I did think she meant bigger than pizza. So I wrote in the running order, Amber says this is better than pizza, but then I fucked up and put, think she means better. No, I think she means bigger. Um, anyway, <laughs> now the conversation turns into her telling Fessy she was annoyed at the blind side and Tori and Corey are still stirring shit up with the whole stand up of you being fake. Fessy rises from his seat. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm basically running everything down point by point. So if you guys want to jump in at any point and make comments, feel oh, free. Oh, cool. Sorry. I, usually you let, usually you breathe. <laughs> I thought we were just getting it. I thought we were just getting it like blow by blow account. I was enjoying it. Do you want me to keep going with the blow by blow and we talk about it all in one hit before the fight? Nah, before the hit. Well, I think we might jump in throughout actually. Okay, shall I go I to the I next don't one? I don't I don't want to go back through it, mate. <laughs> Once it's gonna be painful enough. <laughs> uh, sh- sh- do you want me to go to the next bit? Yes, Anyone please. got comments at this point? Okay. Amber calls for Josh. And then Devin wins the episode with his confessional saying, don't grab Josh, leave him, barricade him in, hit him with a fucking tranquilizer dart. That's what we need to do to Josh. This isn't going to end well. So that would be a great next daily. Everyone gets a tranquilizer gun and they just set Josh free. And whoever tranks him first gets to be the agency. Power couple. <laughs> I just, do you know what I love? I just love that... Devin, even after a night out, is still focused on the game, but he's focused yeah. on actually getting the game right as opposed to the messy side of the game. And yeah. he knows that if Josh enters that room, that, that whole free ride that Devin's got at the moment with basically using Josh as his shield. Plug into the, plug into the big brother line. Yeah. yeah. Is, but also just his shield on anything. Like oh shit, something's going to happen. Josh, I think you should say something about it. And then Josh suddenly becomes the target. As soon as Josh enters the room to get involved in this, the fucking game's up, isn't it? Yeah, but before we jump into that, Ryan, Mm. you've you've recently binged almost every season that Corey's been on. Yes. That actually helps with this. Does he add anything to the game for you through this season? No, up to now, but I think he's the MVP of this segment. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I know that, you know, Devin's line is the funniest, but uh, Corey's reactions are the best, even, even better than Nelson just munching on pizza. Um, but his reactions are the best. His stirring it up is the best. Him just like telling Josh, go on, go, like, get him, kind of thing. Like, he is absolutely running the show in this segment for me. Just everything is on point. His facial expressions are just absolutely amazing. His hair's looking great at the moment as well. So there's a really good point someone made on the Reddit, though, is that Corey now can't really do much. He's a dad. He can't do his standard hookup thing on the show. He can't really get into fights being a dad. The only thing he can do is stir up drama. And there's been no opportunity but to do it um, this season yet, has there? Really? 
No. No, this uh, is the, the thing that he needed, isn't it? Yeah, because he couldn't have done it with Ashley Clown and Nelson because it's Nelson, he's his best mate. He's not going to make that mm. worse. Um, he spied on a couple of people in the first episode and then dropped them in it, which I found quite funny. I think his game Fessy now Amanda. is... Sorry, Fessy and Amanda. I mean, was there someone... Yes, he overheard someone saying in the gym, we need to throw in all the vets as well, didn't they? Yeah. That was Corey. So all of his stuff is eavesdropping and stirring shit up, which is oh, one it's... ironic because he started hating bananas and that was bananas' stick. Yeah. Stick, sorry. Um, and now... Yeah, that's really hard to say. It's but... a German word like Bernard the Clown. <laughs> and, and the lovely Nam. Oh, I miss Nam. <laughs> so do I. Uh, but yeah, I, I, is this going to be Corey's game from now on? Like, literally, will just be there to stir things up and try and like keep himself on the cast that way. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do it on. I think the di- I guess the difference between him and Johnny is that he's not going to do it on purpose. Like, he's not going to pre-write notes, for example, and drop them in somebody and drop them in people's rooms. But I guess he is. If he's not winning dailies, then yeah, his thing is going to have to be finding some form of entertainment, some form of drama. But he's he's had this thing since he kind of in in the trilogy. His whole thing was, I'm going against the big guns. I'm the I'm going to be the new the new young buck on on the block. And then when we kind of got into Total Madness and um, what was a lot of double agents and this season, <laughs> he's very much just a kind of fly under the radar now to get to the final, which actually I think is his best way of doing things. Well, it's the best way of anyone's, right? It seems that challengers now have to be on a sort of curve, right? Where they have to come on, make a big impression and instantly, like, be a pivotal part of a storyline to get invited back. I mean, if they want to win, so if this accident, this isn't going to work well for the thing. Basically, yeah. you start start off strong and get more and more arrogant until you're guaranteed that return. And then you tone down your visibility so you can fly under the radar, not get thrown in, get to the final and win. That's... Corey's trajectory to an absolute T. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't under the radar, under the radar last time because he kept having to swap partners. He's basically last season's Emmy. But that was a great tactic last season because it meant he was never available to be thrown in. Yeah. Low. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I, I just, I don't know how I feel about Corey at the moment. Is he, he's definitely on the highest wage bracket. Is he blocking a more entertaining person coming in probably not he probably adds more than most of the others i wish he would do something i really really want him to like i really I, i'd like him a lot more if he'd gone toe to toe with fessy last um season after he'd taken up nelson yeah. i like i like people of their word he was all talk about that wasn't he yeah, yeah. um speaking of talk amber says to fessy that he should apologize for blindsiding her which sets fessy off how was that a blindside um Fessy says he told everyone in the house and Amber says, you told everyone but me. <laughs> um, Big, D, Big T does quite a kind of catty confessional saying that yeah. she fell asleep because Amber's still talking about being blindsided. Like, I love Big T, but this is a bit catty because Big T spent a lot of last season talking about like CT doing her over. So come on, like have a little bit of, you know, girl to girl sympathy and empathy. Um, and then what we all wanted happens. Here comes Josh. <laughs> um, how do you think Devon is feeling right now as Josh enters the room? 
De Devin's frankly opening every draw looking for that tranquilizer dart. And by God, just how good for this scene that this would never have happened. But if just out of like left field of camera, a producer just goes here and just passes <laughs> Devin a gun. <laughs> he just goes up and shoots Josh in the arts. With a tranquilizer dart. Yes, with a tranquilizer dart or maybe a rubber bullet. No, tranquilizer dart. <laughs> um, so he would have run, leapt, and just taken Josh out. And yeah, <laughs> that would have been amazing. You just, you just see Devin just fly across the screen. I think, I think like if he was in the right position, that's exact. If he'd been in the lounge already and Josh had come in, rather than him being behind Josh going in, that's what he would have done. That would have been Do absolute you? grade A. Do you mean you watch Scrubs? Yes. No, you, know, you, you, know, you, know, you know Johnny the tackling Alzheimer's patient. He just goes running in and nails it. That is what I wanted to happen. Who am I? <laughs> George, I love how every episode, do you watch? I'm like, I don't watch TV. Um, yeah, but yeah. every time I listen and he's like bringing up Bojack a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right, you know what? Let's, he, you know what? Let's talk after. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what Devon could have done? that I think could have stopped Josh right in his tracks. Ask him what eight times nine is. Exactly what I was about to oh, say. Really? <laughs> yes. Josh, what's eight times nine? Huh? <laughs> Hold on, I need that calculator. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, Josh comes wading in, which means... Um, that is true, he is a pig. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yes, yeah, so Amber screams um, and tells i put she tells amber yeah. that she were you okay when you were right were you okay when you're right it was running i was 23 and a half hours into the no food no drink at this back very so i think it's quite a good running order but yeah so she screams and basically says look i i didn't know that i was going in um no esther screams it should be esther screams and tells amber that she did know she was going in because she uh, had a conversation with josh and then esther does something which i think is actually one of the two most disrespectful things that you can do to someone, and she throws a drink in Amber's face. The second one is spitting at someone. The first one is spitting. Spitting is the worst thing you can do. To no, no, I, I mean, the second one is in, I'm talking about two, not the order. But yeah, spitting <laughs> is, but like, she throws a drink in Amber's face, which I think is fucking disrespectful and out of order. So, yeah. Very dark over here, lads. I'm very sorry. I was going to say, yeah, do you yeah, want to yeah, turn it Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, is it really that disrespectful? I don't think having a drink thrown in my face would annoy me. Mainly because I have good reactions. I mean, free drink. I, I, I remember. Saying, George, I was thinking it's amazing. And I think it's, it's, it's like the American thing that they use the B word as like the worst insult ever. Whereas we'll call it everyone. You can say like, the words. Which B yeah, word? Or, Bastard or bitch? Bitch. They, they say bitch. Oh, Ryan, don't say the words. You'll get us taken off. <laughs> as the worst insult. Um, in yeah, the world. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought that with the throwing of the wall with the with the drink. I know what you're saying, Levi, and I know what Amber was saying when she was saying it was really disrespectful. But at the same time, it is only and actually Amber deals with it perfectly because she doesn't get angry, which is which he surprises still her because her argument is with Fessy, and she's she's like zoned in on Fessy. Everyone yeah. else is arguing left, right, and center. She's got one argument. Yeah, but Esther's getting really angry. And even after throwing the drink, she's still the angrier of the pair. And you would have thought that Amber would have switched. And normally in those situations, when we've seen people throw the, the drinks, it does switch, but it didn't at all. 
Uh, good point. Like Kyle last season goes from taking the piss and then Josh throws water at him and Kyle loses his rag. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Ky- Kyle has all that designer clothes. He might <laughs> melt. <laughs> He's not one of the wicked witches of the West Wing. God, that is hard <laughs> to say. <laughs> um, but um, but good, point, Amber no. says something... good point though, Ryan. But the thing is, though, this whole like conversation with Josh and Amber saying that wasn't a conversation about Fessy's going to throw me in. It was a partner thing discussing the partnership. Um, and she says she does a confessional saying she's never been disrespected like that by a woman. Esther tries to push Fessy away, tells Amber not to talk to him. Um, then here we go. Joshy, get in there, brother. OK, Josh says Amber is wrong. Fessy, not, uh, no, this is another I've not eaten or drunk. Uh, Josh says <laughs> Esther is wrong. Fessy promised he wouldn't do it, just like he promised Nelson last season. Mic drop. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Josh. You, you, you tell him, you turn on your number one ally. Nelson just standing there eating his pizza is just, gee, it's like comedy gold for no real reason, but it's hilarious. I'm sure there was been... a moment as well where Ed's at the back going, hey! <laughs> there's, there's also a bit where someone is like genuinely trying to put part, either pass the pizza in front of them or just put it in between them because they find it funny. Yes. There's so, I want to so find out who going... that was. Yeah, I couldn't see. There's a lot going on in this. I really hope it's not like staged or abs or anything because it's just all you know the classic. I, I feel like they started it off to just entertain themselves. And then Fessy and Josh and Esther and Amber were actually suddenly really riled up about it and taking it really seriously. And everyone else was still t- taking it as a joke, but was trying to diffuse the situ- situation in that way, which was making the situation even worse and pissing them off even more, which leads us to what it leads us to. Let's get to the, as Nelson would say, needy greedy of this uh, <laughs> fight. Uh, so Josh tells Fessy not to touch him. Um, then says that Fessy sucks as a friend, has a big-ass ego and is whack. Ooh, big words, Josh. Josh tells Fessy when the Rookie Rookie game is done, he's going to go in every week. Fessy tells Josh no one can beat Fessy. Josh says Fessy talks a big game, but he hasn't won shit. Um, Josh can say that because Josh did win Big Brother, so he has won something. Uh, nice. But, but then Josh calls Fessy a piece of shit and says he's fucked people over. At this point, someone offers him a whole pizza. Um, <laughs> the irony is this wouldn't have happened if someone hadn't taken that pizza that they then offered them in the... Um, yeah. in the Amber, I found, I found your pizza. It was, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> but as we're getting down to this needy-greedy, we can't do this without a uh, Nelson confessional where he says, this is where Fessy got his nickname and then gets the nickname wrong. Messy for Fessy. <laughs> oh my god it's classic nelson it's classic nelson okay, keep us going mate take us home <laughs> okay so josh tells fessy he's gonna go home and he'll never see a final again fessy snaps and he pushes josh in the face which leads to josh pushing fessy's arm away which connects with the security guy in the face and Scene. So, okay, if I was in this fight, I reckon I would have waited till just before they started like pushing each other and just gone. It's now a bad time to admit I ate Amber's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like, clip it there. <laughs> and, actually, and that Instagram. Would, be <laughs> would have been even better if it was Tory as well. 
Yeah. It was that, no, that would be great if it was Tory. Oh, the, oh. <laughs> just like a right. slow zoom in on her in the corner, just like mm, this pizza tastes like victory. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. So why don't we know? Um, what the <laughs> that that escalated very quickly, and it very much escalated when Josh entered the room. Yeah, it did. Oh, Good for Josh. Also, agree with a lot of what he said. <laughs> oh yeah, not too, isn't it? But. Like, my feelings on Josh this season is he wants to be friends with everyone. Fessy doesn't and wants to win. Josh thinks that he can still have this core alliance with Fessy and Casey whilst being friends with everyone and having an alliance with everyone. Because if you have an alliance with everyone, you have an alliance with no one. And it's all built up that I feel like Fessy's kind of treating him like little brother, little brother, little brother, in the same way that it kind of built up with Tony quite a lot with Bananas, eventually. And I think... Josh has just snapped. I don't even think it's about him defending Amber at this stage. I think it's about him feeling like he's being little brothered by Fessy the whole time. Yeah, and also I guess it probably thinks feels like Casey's on his on Fessy's side more than she's on Josh's. And again, I know that was something that was brought up on the aftermath, but it does seem like Devon Smith. It does it does seem like if Casey's got to choose, I think that's the difference, isn't it? If she doesn't have to choose, she'll carry on helping Josh as much yeah. as she can. Yeah. Put in a situation where she's going to have to choose, I think she will go with Fessy. And I don't think that helps Josh. And I think it's part of what has annoyed him is he probably knows that. So he's, he's the bottom to... of the alliance for the first time ever. Yeah, because Amber's not in that alliance at all now. Whereas she before she was bottom, now she's not even in it. So that makes him bottom of the alliance. Yeah, really. Oh, but also, I reckon it's a respect thing. Like Josh, you kind of have to respect Fessy in the game, um, physically at least. Yeah, you don't have to respect Josh, and I don't think Fessy does, and I think Josh does know that. And that, like, like you described it uh, about the little brother thing, and then add that to it as well. There's underlying resentment, which is now boiled over. Um, Good for Josh for standing up for, him, for himself, eh? Yeah, yeah, but he loves an argument. I'm not even going to go well done standing up for yourself. You, he's, he always has an yeah, argument. Every season, actually, least, yeah, I, he, I, he, he does it every single season. He he's an emotional guy. He is an emotional guy. Um, and do you know what made me emotional? The fact that this was only a one-hour episode. Our podcast has been doubled in length. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was going to be a quick record, off to bed, night-night. Um, but yeah, it was only a one-hour episode. We didn't get an elimination. It ended on a cliffhanger. I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, I think there would be a couple of these ones. Yeah. Um, let's start with what did we think of the episode? Because I, I don't think any of us liked it. I was pretty bored. Mm. I mean, I'd you know, probably been very, very hard to host on this podcast and probably not fun to be around. So sorry, Levi, sorry, Ryan. But the daily i think you can do a cliffhanger when the daily is excellent and the yeah. one i always go back to is the war of the world's one episode which ends with kyle calling out theo for hall that's how you set up a cliffhanger because the the daily for that i think is the day of reckoning challenge when ninja blows up on turbo 
And it's a great, great episode because there's loads that happened. The deliberation of the tribunal is good. Kyle's like injured and you've got this potential redemption arc. And then you know you're in for an all-time banger next episode. Mm. I mean, you start the episode with a, with a hall brawl, which is brilliant. Yeah. For this one, we have to then start with a, the aftermath of the fight, a deliberation, then elimination. Don't even know if we'll get a fucking daily. Sorry, uh, I, have fe- I have feelings. <laughs> but the worst thing as well about the first thing that we're getting is the aftermath of the fight is that we're not getting it with the wonderful Devin Simone. <laughs> which is how we love to get our aftermath. Um, well, do you know what I'm going to do for the first time ever on this podcast? Let's break down the trailer for next week. Yeah. Oh, sorry, but can we, Ryan, what did you think? No, I, I just ranted about yes. it, sorry. Do you yeah. want to turn the light on, George? I can't really see you at the moment. Yeah. Okay. And I love seeing your beautiful face because you're the hot one of the podcast. It really doesn't mean that much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It does when it comes from Brian. <laughs> oh, damn. Everyone can now see that I'm wearing sh- exercise shorts and a shirt. This is my standard lounge gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you think of the episode, part? right? Um, I, I, I totally get the point of it, like, being a bit dry. It's so much to do with this, like, one argument that you... Like, that is the only... That's the... I mean, I guess we didn't even... We arguably talked about the other bits more because it's the minutiae and the nuance, but mm. it all just le- it's all just leading to this one argument. And while it's an exciting ending in a way, you just you just left feeling a bit empty because you you don't get an elimination and you don't get anything and you don't get the aftermath of what happens and you don't get any sort of conclusion to any of the storylines that it builds up. And that is the point of a, of, a, of a cliffhanger, but you want something to be resolved usually. Um, and we, 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 we're none the wiser. So we, we kind of, I think everyone's just going to be in the same mindset that it's like, okay, that was fine, but now we're just waiting for next week. Yeah. Is there a worry that a cliffhanger like this could, wait for it, alien ate the audience? Because Emmy's song is called Alien. I did actually, after I watched this episode and then watched the aftermath with the wonderful Devin Simone, watch the video for Alien. Um, I thought it might cheer me up. It didn't. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I mean, ultimately, what we do know, let's break down the trailer for next week because I think, weirdly, that's the best thing we could do in these circumstances. Um, So, in the trailer for next week, Casey's trying to sort things between... Fessy and Josh, good luck with that, love. Um, Then we are shown what I think is extremely important uh, for us to feel a bit better about the situation, which is that hall brawl is going to be the elimination. How on earth are they going to do that with guy-girl pairs? It'll be one after another. You have different people go home. Yeah. Jeremiah versus Fessy. It'd be... How would that even happen? Because no, you wouldn't. You can never happen unless you get the house. It would be, it would be the... Huey versus someone, surely, because Huey's surely getting voted in with Emmy. Because well, the... unless, unless the aftermath of this fight leads to a very good deliberation where a vet gets thrown in, I don't think it will, but could do. Well, we've got Hallbrook to look forward to, which is great. But I don't want to guys... see Huey. In, I don't want to see Huey in a Hallbrook. I'll worry about him. I mean, if he's I against think... Huey's quite got, got quite. 
movement. He could like move his way around that whole brawl and then. No, you can't. It's as wide as your shoulders. He'd smash it yeah. in the rivals too, whole brawl. He'd be awesome in that. Well, not awesome, but he's got good agility. He'd be good. He'd probably be quite. He'd probably be much better at balls in. <laughs> oh, the question is though, George. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pot, I bet he's he our friend. I bet he loves the whole wrestle. Oh, please. Oh, please. sorry, Huey. That was actually unintentional. Oh. Uh, you're better than that. You're, you're not. Uh, but the question is are we actually going to get any guys in this hall brawl? Because the most important thing has happened in this trailer TJ's coming to the house. I'd love it if TJ came to my house. And I kind of feel like when it's just a cursory warning, you're on your last chance, he doesn't come to the house, he does it at the mission or he does it at the elimination. He only comes to the house if he's about to get rid of someone. But are we actually being hoodwinked here? And Maybe he's coming to the house to take them on the next mission and they've just edited the trailer very well. Do we think TJ is coming to the house to remove Fessy and or anyone else? I don't think that he's coming to take them to the next uh, to the next challenge. Yeah. I do think that there'll be some form of hoodwink because I'm not convinced that we would necessarily get... We might see him coming in if someone was getting chucked out, but I don't think we'd have him go, you know it's not good when I come in. That seems too on the nose. Maybe I'm being really hopeful. Um, but he says all- that every time he goes into the house to get rid of someone. That's true. And also the reactions of everyone after he's spoken suggest someone's going home, but I just don't know who. I think, yeah, it's really interesting. I think the fact that the security guard got hit, whether it on that's purpose what I'm or- thinking. I think that's what I think that's the difference, isn't it? That's the deal breaker. Mm. That it's it's a, it's a legal thing, isn't it? They're in a position where the security guard could sue. But the the thing is, Josh pushed his arm into it, but then you're then going, well, if you hadn't pushed his face hand into Josh's face, I'll, I'll be honest. I think Fessy's being removed. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I don't think you're wrong, to be honest. I think Fessy's are- being removed. Josh and Esther are getting warnings, last chance warnings. I don't want it to be true because if that if that's the standard for getting thrown out, that's so weak. Like, I know, I know, it's not the old standard. Like, do you remember when Vinnie Pig um, attacked the um, tennis twins? Uh, at, when they were playing table tennis, what's the name? The one from uh, Explosion. Oh, Thomas Buell. Yeah. Um, on the Reddit. And, on the Reddit, actually, quite active. Yeah. Well, when he, um, when Vinny attacked him, which was worse than this, it was just a last chance thing. But I kind of think they're in a situation now where there's so much money behind the show now, and as Ryan said, it, the security guard got hit. Yeah. Ugh. I yeah, it, it won't be great if that's the end, the way it ends, but ultimately I think it's the way it has to. Mm. On a side note, I'd love TJ to come to my house. Hey, I just said that. I'd let him boot me out of my own house. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the best way to get evicted, I feel. Yeah. 
Actually, yeah, that'd be. Imagine if like you could. I don't know why you would pay for this if you're getting evicted, but to like lessen the bad news of being forced to leave somewhere. TJ did an eviction service. This is what it's like cameo on crack. Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah, pay just, for your favorite people to, to come and kick you out of the house. Like, I can look at the landlord's like, is that TJ Lavin? Yeah. Yes. Um, so I've got this guy who's living in my house and just, it's so messy. What you're telling me is he is a pig. Yes, he is a pig, TJ. Could you come in and um, turf him out? Yes, I can. I will do that. Comes round. It's never good when I come to the house. And the guy's like, oh my God, it's BMX star and host of the challenge, TJ Lavin. And then he goes, I don't like it when people are disrespectful. So I'm sorry. You're out. See you never. Don't let the door hit you on the arse on the way out. I either need that. It's your T-Mobile sidekick. (laughs) If I'm ever ever getting sacked, I need him to do, you know, like when he tells everyone that someone's been, you know, have to go home because they're pregnant or whatever. I need him to do that with with me being sacked. Like, line up all my colleagues and just be like, I'm sorry, Ryan's, uh, the agent has been terminated. And by what he means is the, my contract. My contract. Is and, then, and, the, and, then, and then all your colleagues do the classic challenge thing of... There's a lot of clapping when they're in those lines. <laughs> and that means that we have... Oh, and on that note, I think it's time to end the podcast. I think we Thank have God. we have fully gone off the rails. <laughs> it's three times the length of the episode. George, let's not do Friday night records again. I remember the one, one we did last season and we just... Yes, it wasn't good. Next week, we are back on Thursday. Ryan, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Would you like to um, come back later in the season where it's a better fucking episode? <laughs> I would love to come back on a week where there's an actual elimination and I get to talk about elimination. Well, we would love to have you back, Ryan. You are Fudum over on the Reddit. Um, you also write a lot of, uh, a lot of sports um, articles. Am I allowed to say who you write for? Yeah, of course. Uh, Ryan works for the Sport Bible, so... Um, If you uh, follow the Sport Bible, read Ryan's articles. They're absolutely fantastic. If you're a Manchester United fan, Ryan, tell them about your podcast for Manchester United. Uh, I have a podcast about Manchester United. It is called The Devil You Know. Um, And we record weekly, although we definitely do not record weekly because it's three journalists who occasionally have to work night shifts. So we don't get to... But, you know, it's good when we do record, just not that often. So that's The Devil's You Know. Well, if you are a fan of Manchester United, um, look up the Devils You Know podcast over on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast, specifically this podcast. Um, if you're a sports fan, go follow Ryan, um, read his articles over on the Sport Bible. If you're a Redditor, say hi to Ryan over on Reddit, um, join in the conversation. And if you want to join in the conversation with us, you can do so on our um, socials. Instagram or Twitter, mainly Instagram. We hardly ever use Twitter. I may as well stop promoting the Twitter. Um, at Challenge React, officially TJ approved. Ryan, it's been lovely having you. I'm sure we'll catch up very soon. George, get some sleep. <laughs> Good call. Uh, lovely having you as always, though, George. Pleasure, pleasure as always, mate. Lovely to meet you, Ryan. Um, see you next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and next week, we will be back to our regular thursday schedule which hopefully means we'll have a bit more energy but as always i know we've just talked about it but it's time for you to experience the trailer 
of next week's episode of, you ready, George? The challenge, spies, lies, and allies. Wait, I, I don't agree with that. I'm just that big sister trying to keep my brothers sane. It's a whole rock. It's a whole. Oh, oh. Damn! Do you feel really anxious, Josh? Well, it's never good when I come to the house. Never. Shut the oh. up.